It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. This week on Three Sides of the Coin, I still haven't puked. That's true. No, seriously. We go back to 1978 and talk about the Kiss album that Kiss never recorded, but a band called Classic 78 did record. We're joined by Tom from Classic 78. Don't miss this. It rocks. This is Three Sides of the Coin, talking all things KISS. I want to rock and roll all night. You're listening to Three Sides of the Coin. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Three Sides of the Coin. Two sides of the coin today. God, it feels good. Feels good. I have to share this with people. i got to share this. Okay. So... We've been doing this this way forever, okay? Because Michael is typically the one who tapes the show. He starts off and he'll send an email or a Facebook message that will say, you guys ready? Yes, we are. Then he typically calls me. Then he tries to add Mark in. Now, why he does it that way, I don't know. Well, Maybe it's because it's ha- you're, it's you're, habit- all, you're always ready before Mark. Let's be honest. Okay. All right. So I'm ready before Mark. And we're like, don't call michael he will call you i have to do a skype conference call so i have to add the person to the conference you can't call me and then be added in but what happens every freaking week (laughs) mark calls me i have to hang up on mark and then call him back yes so just a little trivia for you it's just it was kind of odd not to have to have to have jump through those us. have to jump through those hoops this week. No. Believe like, me, we love Mark. And it's just one of those technical battles that we've given up fighting. Mm-hmm. Just like the modem. There's just not like we're going to change it. Cuz yes. Notice we are crystal clear today. The mm-hmm. Kiss routers are just humming at 144 today. Big time. Yeah. Yeah, we're rolling. So, um, so let's, um, yes, we're, we're, you could say we're flying solo because Mark is on a beach somewhere in Florida in a blue speedo and got ketchup drooling out of his mouth right now. He's in a food coma. He's in a food, uh, food coma. Picture this people close your eyes. Picture this white sandy beach, beautiful blue skies, waves, just gingerly lapping. Mark's on a lounge chair. Itty bitty blue speedo. 
a ketchup bottle on his belly and ketchup just running. He goes to stand up to get another cocktail. His nutsack falls out of his <laughs> you had to ruin it. You had to ruin the picture, didn't you? You had to ruin that picture. <laughs> Everyone screams with the exception of his wife. I was going to say he stands up, the ketchup bottle falls into the sand, and he gets pissed because now there's sand all over the top of the ketchup bottle. I don't know if he'd notice. <laughs> I don't know. So, uh, where are we going? With uh, this? Let's. Um, we have a little bit of housekeeping. Um, our brand new Three Sides of the Coin Dress to Kill shirts are now available. Oh, they are. Mm-hmm. Nice. Just today, they became available. Head over to shop.threesidesofthecoin.com. You'll see the brand new Three Sides of the Coin Dress to Kill T-shirt. It's all four of us: me. Tommy, Mark, and Lisa. All four of us are on this t-shirt. It's uh, us basically on the Dress to Kill street corner. It's a very cool little shirt. Buy one, buy two, buy five. We have them up to three XLs as well. So we got some big Kiss fan shirts as some people mm-hmm. were requesting. Yep, so we took care of that for you, too. So we've got the, the brand-new in-stock. We ship worldwide. We take credit cards. Um, so we would greatly appreciate it if you went and picked up a brand-new T-shirt. Yes, please do. Um, okay, got any comments? Yes, I do. Um, regarding the current show this week, which Mike was gone, so... Again, my apologies. The audio was not the best, but I'm not a professional. This that's, is just kind of what, what I do as a hobby. When I leave the kids alone. And this is what happens when Michael leaves. So my apologies to all of you folks that are miserable. I'll try not to let it happen again, okay? So you've read me enough. It would be nice if just back the hell off a little bit. <laughs> so on YouTube. This is about as mad as you're going to see Tommy get right there. Yeah. Yep. Dave No ID says, I'm a diehard blue Kool-Aid drinking Ace Fraley freak, and I do not want to see him. How did I not ban him already then? This one slipped by you because he doesn't use any profanity and he doesn't say Michael is a tool, but we know he's thinking it. Um, Okay, do not want to back and kiss, at least not in makeup and costumes. I'd love to see Ace play with Gene and Paul, with or without Peter, maybe on the cruise or something, some special occasion. So there's someone who is a huge Ace Fraley fan that also feels the same as many of us. One of the things we talked about, Michael, last week was, you know, when a band member leaves that it's still okay to be a fan and to support what the band is doing or walk away either way. But you still get a chance to make the decision for yourself. And so here's Dave saying that, look, you know, I'm a huge Ace Fraley fan and I kind of like what he's doing. I would question just how huge of an Ace Fraley fan he really is, if that's what he thinks. No, he's just grounded. <laughs> you know, he's just grounded. It's all good. Because if, if, if he said that in an Ace Fraley Facebook group, he'd be eaten alive for not being a Oh, they Ace would Fraley chase him fan. down the street with fire. It, yeah, it, yeah. So it takes balls to come on a message board and actually say that. No, that's so, cool. I appreciate that. that. So, appreciate yeah. that. Um, I have a comment I wanted to share. Um, this was from Facebook as well. Um, Chris Ingram. Um, love the show, guys. I'm 38, 
been a KISS fan all my life, but not as much the past 10 years. Your show has got me back into the band again, so I want to thank you. Wish you guys would give more love to the 80s era, but I did. But I dig everything you do. Thanks again. Um, thanks, Chris. And I, I personally just love hearing comments like that. We get so many comments now about from people who I used to be a fan, gave up a while ago, discovered your show somehow, and now you've reignited my passion for Kiss. You know, it's like it's just so cool that we're 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 bringing we're bringing the family together. Mm-hmm. Even though I get accused of, of destroying the family, we're bringing it together. Yeah, and to me, that's one of the most important things that we do is that very thing, and that's what our goal has been is to share our experiences with people and to hear people that haven't really been into the band and now they're listening again. That's great. So thank you for that. And there's a lot of you out there that that feel that way, which is so cool because this is about connecting with uh, your childhood. Your memories and what makes you have. And and we have a special guest later on in the show that's all about bringing back some of those memories of being a young KISS fan. Like no one's business. Jesus. Um, But, hey, Chris, um, there's plenty of love for the 80s era, at least coming from me. It's a tough battle against the the other two Weisenheimers on this show. But I love 80s Kiss. Love, love, love. I almost shared an amazing photo of Paul Stanley from the Asylum era yesterday, but I knew I didn't want to stir the pot. You feeling okay? That's all you do is stir the pot. But he's, but you know what? In all honesty, he is right. We do need to spend a little bit more time talking about the 80s kids. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Because we've done some shows, um, but we need to, I think we need to add a few more. It would, it, would, it, would be, it would be a tough show for you and Mark to do. No, because there's some stuff in that era that I actually like. It's just there's most of it I didn't like. What, and when it, they weren't it, on tour? When they didn't have a new album out? <laughs> no, I actually like a lot of the Paul Stanley songs. I really, truly do. It was it was a lot of the other stuff, you know, that, it, again, it was chasing something that you're not, you know, and forgetting what got you there. That's my two cents. Your two cents is worth nothing when it comes to the 80s. Yeah, you're just trying fair. to look cool. Because no. us, us, us 80s fans in our hearts know you're just trying to ride on our coattails because we are, we are tried and true 80s KISS fans. Frickin' Asylum. Yes. Crazy Nights. Yes, 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 yes. You busted me. All right. I'll, I, I will pass on Hot in the Shade. Yeah. I understand. And Vinnie um, Vincent. Gotta, I gotta, gotta take my dig at Vinny. I mean, because I've been accused of doing nothing but that every single show. 
Well, yeah, but get dead dogs in the spreezer, for Christ's sakes. You know? I... All right, so um, um, let's talk. Yeah, Before go we go into the Gene Simmons thing, I want to talk about this. Okay, well, I mentioned this a couple months ago, and I dropped the ball on this because we've been so busy. But we have a contest that we're starting up here. This is an autographed Eric Singer. Autographed Mr. Fraley. And an autographed Bruce Kulik. Now, these three gentlemen were kind enough to sign a couple of these pictures for us. Um, and I want to give them away. But I want to give them away to a deserving fan. So we've discussed this and have basically decided that you got to work for your supper here. We want a short little video as to why you think you're the one who deserves one of those autographs. Uh, you can't pick more than one. It's got to be your one guy that you that you really like and would like that autograph. And we just, a two-minute video, one-minute video, uh, you can film it on your phone, send it to us. Um, post, Facebook. It, po- po- post it either on Facebook, on your Facebook, or on YouTube, and then send us the link. Yes. So you guys have to at least be willing to do that. Now, there's not going to be a running time yet, but we're going to probably promote this for at least the next two or three weeks. These are all photographs that I took. These are really nice autographs, and it was very kind of all three of them to do this for us. So I, like I said, I wanted to go to a fan who really loves that particular member. You know, so I just want to hear why. What and it doesn't don't make it a kiss ass thing. Just why do you like Bruce Kulick? Why do you like Eric Singer? Why do you like Ace Fraley? Why what do you is like about why that? do you like Michael Brandvold? Michael Brandvold's a tool. <laughs> so yeah. Make it on your phone and, and send it to us via Facebook. Post it on Facebook. Post it on YouTube, like Michael said, and send us the link. You can even private message us as well, but get it to us. So come on, people. Start making them now. Done. This, okay. is, Tom, this is Tommy's baby. So a couple weeks ago, we talked about um, a private show that Gene did, a solo show that Gene did in Vancouver. Um, it was a very generic kiss set list other than radioactive was in there and a couple cover tunes um but it was a private show so you know a lot of fans were like oh my god it's a lame set list it's a lame set list they can't play anything blah 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 and i i kept saying well i you know let's just wait and see it's a private show it's a private show um but we're recording this on March 21st. A couple days ago, Gene did his first public show, solo show, with his solo band. Same band um, in Cleveland at the Agora as part of a comic book convention that was in town. And I got to say, kick-ass set. Um, I'll run yes. through. I'll run through it here for you guys real quick, and then we'll talk about it. Um, this was in order: radioactive, deuce, nothing to lose, calling Doctor Love, almost human, cold gin, I love it loud, got love for sale, parasite, plaster caster, charisma, see you tonight, Christine sixteen, Johnny be good. 
because Chuck Berry had just passed away that day. War Machine, Let Me Go Rock and Roll, and Rock and Roll All Night. That's a freaking kick-ass set list. He definitely changed it up from the private show. Yeah. Um, once again, the band behind him sounded awesome. I didn't catch this on the um, private show, but he's got three guitar players in the band, which is wow. awesome. He's got a drummer, three guitar players, and then Gene playing bass. So three guitar players, just fucking monster guitar sound on here. Um, but they sounded tight, um, just kicked butt. Couple things that I would I would comment that people I would none of us went to the show, but from people who were there, um, Gene sold no merchandise. He had nothing available, which seems a little odd for Gene Simmons not to have some Gene Simmons T-shirts available to purchase. Um, it was a very um, bare bones stage, just gear and that's it. There was no backdrop, no nothing, nothing along those lines. Um, and uh, a couple of the songs, which one got low? No, Charisma, because I did. I haven't seen the whole set list, but I watched it's a bunch so of this. Awesome. It was awesome that he played it, but he also couldn't remember the words to words. it. <laughs> but that's okay, though. I'd rather have him give the old college try. Well, but that, that's, beyond... part, that's part of the beauty of seeing bands live is to experience little things like that where you can go, I was at a show where Gene couldn't remember the words to Charisma. Yeah, and the thing that's also, I think, needs to be mentioned beyond the really cool set list other than he needs to drop I Love It Loud. I, I just, I don't, you know, come on, is the just unbelievably awesome bass sound. It was so heavy and just, it was like the old 70s stuff when he used to play the Gibson. You know, I miss that. I just, that was really, really cool. He, he, and I don't know if a it pun- was... He played a Punisher bass the whole night, didn't play an yep. axe. Yeah, I just I don't know if it's the miking, I don't know if it's the if the bass itself or if it's the cabinet that he's running through, but god, I would love to hear that on the Kiss tour. It really did sound just mean and just sol- dirty solid and yeah, it was mm-hmm. it was a great sound all the way through and you know, you know, songs like Radioactive and Almost Human and Charisma. It was just Oh, it was so so exciting. I wish he would do that. And man, can you imagine if he dropped I Love It Loud and did (laughs) Almost Human? No, and he did Almost Human instead and did the blood spitting thing for that with the bass solo? I'd be in heaven. That would just be like, yeah, this you is would the be the thing. only person in the audience in heaven. That's not true. Everybody like, else would be leaving to go take a piss break, and Tom would be standing in the arena all by himself. I disagree with you. You know, I. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. 
No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. I totally disagree with you. I think people would, that would go over huge. I think most people wouldn't know what almost human is. I disagree. And it doesn't matter if they don't. You know, it really doesn't. It's only what Tommy meant wants. That's all that matters. It's about me. It's <laughs> about me. Come on. So, yeah, I say two thumbs up on that. Majorly. Very cool. The backup band was fantastic. They played the songs extremely well. I, I just thought it was it was so much better than I ever thought that it would be. Yeah, it really was. I, listen, um, I'm sure, like, any any band, the more he performs this, the tighter it's going to get, the better he'll get with the lyrics. It was cool that he was a little, didn't quite know what, what some of the lyrics were and stuff like that. Um, brought a bunch of fans up. I think it was on Rock mm-hmm. and Roll All Night at the end. He yeah. had like a dozen fans come up on stage. Um, I know at one, I don't know if it was Radioactive or up at the beginning of the set, he had he he picked two girls from the audience to come up on stage and videotape that whole song, whatever they wanted to videotape. And then he was going to post all that stuff online. Um, it was just a really very relaxed, having fun show. It wasn't a tightly choreographed kiss concert. You could just tell Gene was just ha- I don't want to say winging it is not the right way to describe it, but he was just going with the flow that night. You you could pretty much tell he probably had a general idea of what to do, but he just went up there and he had a blast. Still doesn't look like the 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 Gene Simmons revenge era rock star, which I'd love to see him look like. Um, but this set was great. They sounded so tight. Backing band was awesome. Three three guitars. Um, where where Gene didn't have the lyrics, the band covered for him and had the lyrics. So it was, um, you know, definitely well worth it. I mean, he's only doing like a very small handful of these shows. So I would encourage you, if he comes to you anywhere near you, go see it. I don't know how long this is going to continue, but. Um, well, that was the question I was going to ask you: is how many shows are left? I know St. Louis is coming up. It's basically this... wherever these Wizard World comic conventions are. I think. Okay. So let's. I'm going to look while while we're doing this search, before we search, go into search the guests. For Wizard World Gene Simmons. He's he's got some arrangement with the Wizard World conventions where he's not performing at the convention. I don't know, maybe he's still making an appearance at the convention, but these shows are a different night at a real venue. Like in Cleveland, he played at the Cleveland Agora. Um, But I want to say there might only be four or five of these shows across the U.S. That's it. 
Yeah, well, here, I've got the... Okay, so let's see. Um, it's talking about all kinds of other stuff. Upcoming shows for Gene Simmons. Cleveland, March 17th, 18th, and 19th, which we've just passed. Uh, St. Louis is in April on the 7th, so this might this will air before that. Philadelphia in June, early June. Chicago at the end of August, and then Austin next November. So he has five left, and they're going to be spread out throughout the year. So this is really going to be a great opportunity for people to see him if they want. Yeah. Go out and see it. It's, I, I, you know, I was a little curious as to what a Gene Simmons solo concert would be, but this is a freaking awesome set list. He sounded great. His vocals were awesome. No problems. I mean, Gene's vocals are as strong as ever. For those of you only listening, Tommy is shaking his head. <laughs> well, I don't, what else do I say to that? I mean, I'm I'm all over this. I think it's wonderful. Are you, you going know? to go to any of them? Are you going to Chicago or St. Louis? I don't know. I mean, the Chicago one is on his birthday. Well, I don't know if he's going to be performing then, but the biggest problem for traveling for something like this is I've got so much stuff going on this summer with these different concerts, and that's the last weekend before uh, Labor Day weekend, and it's just a tough time to travel. I don't know. We'll see. Anyway, if you were at this show, love to hear from you. What did you think of it? Um, It was great. A bunch of fans were doing live Facebook live video streams, and I shared them to our Facebook page. So it was great to be able to watch this. I am a bit disappointed. Nobody yelled out Branville as a tool at the Gene Simmons solo show. Although, for those of you that might have missed this, get onto Facebook, scroll back about a week on our page, and there's somebody, and I don't remember the, the name, so you have to help me. Jamie did this brilliant video um, of a Gene Simmons performance with people yelling that in the background, and it's, it's as funny as it gets. I, I would love to um, throw this off route if you're cool with it. If somebody legitimately... Goes to a show, Kiss or Gene Simmons, and yells out, Branvold is a tool, and gets a recording of it. You come on, you can come on an episode of Three Sides of the Coin and join us. Yeah, I'm fine with that. <laughs> Unless it's that guy that wears a bag on his head. That I won't go for. Or David. Well, yeah, that's a whole other issue. <laughs> well, David is the. Honestly, the inspiration for this whole thing. Actually, that's what the T-shirt should be, is him going with, <laughs> with a big, you know, cartoon caption saying, you know, Mike is a tool. tool. <laughs> Gotta laugh at yourself, peeps. You know? I am. I we love all it. Have, we all have our issues. I love it. I love it. I love it loud. Yuck. Um, all right. Any other kiss? Oh, yes. Check it out. Check it out, people. I got myself a bottle of Kiss Cola. Now, does one purchase that at liquor stores, or where does one purchase that? Rocket Fizz is a 
I don't know, a chain of candy stores, basically. So go to rocketfizz.com, and you can find a location near you. In my case, there was one right down in Fisherman's Wharf. Um, it's your typical just wall-to-wall candy stores and a candy, and then they've got like a 100 different brands of cola of all kinds of different people and flavors and everything else. Um I picked up four bottles, three to keep, one to drink, so I can tell you what it tastes like. Um, the other three I'm not going to drink. That's <laughs> how good it tasted. You know, um, we should have really gotten Mark to open it on the air and drink it. Oh, Mark would never do that. I don't know if Mark would even buy this. I'm not sure this is in Mark's collectible wheelhouse i just had to get it because it's interesting um now seriously the cola don't think you're getting coke or pepsi don't even think you're getting royal crown (laughs) tab tastes good compared to this this is um you can tell it's a cola but it's not at least it wasn't for me and i'm not a connoisseur of colas if there's such a thing but I didn't feel it was heavily carbonated. It had an interesting aftertaste, which I wouldn't say is really desirable. <laughs> That's like a jar that uh, the jar of my Mark's man gravy. <laughs> Tart yet tangy. <laughs> I, 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 you know, I don't know. I, 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 I had it with dinner a couple, couple on Saturday, and the first sip was oh, okay, not bad. Second sip was okay. By the third or fourth sip, I'm going, what's that kind of aftertaste that's just lingering in the back of my mouth? <laughs> Your teeth are softening. <laughs> it, it, and it wasn't a flavorful aftertaste. I'm not saying this is going to make you puke. So don't get me wrong on that. Wow. <laughs> that would be the perfect tagline. I'm not saying this is going to make you puke. <laughs> it just dawned on me. <laughs> yeah, there's an awesome two thumbs up review. I'm sorry, Rocket Fizz, if you're watching this. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Kiss Cola. I'm not saying it's going to make you puke. <laughs> Well, we a, a friend of mine opened had a bottle of the Kiss wine and oh, I wouldn't it, bother with that. Dinner. I knew that, that I was, knew that oh, stuff was horrible. Jesus, um, oh, yeah. Listen, Kiss fans are going to still buy. I've seen photos. Kiss fans are buying this by the caseload because it's a Kiss product. And again, I bought four of them. I drank one. I'm going to keep the other three. Maybe it maybe it ages. I don't know. Maybe it ages like wine. So maybe in ten years the cola will be better. I don't know. Well, if we're still on the air in ten years, I'll bring one in and we'll crack it open and I'll drink it live on the air. See if it's not quite puke still. <laughs> so a- anyway, there you go, people. Rush out to your store and buy one. Go buy it because it is cool. It's Kiss yeah. Kiss Destroyer Cola. I, somebody made a joke online. They should have had Peter Chris Cola. <laughs> yeah, Kiss Destroyer Cola. It destroys your taste It buds. destroys something. 
Um, and I'm not saying that the queasiness in my stomach that I had all weekend came from this, but um, it's, it's let's put it this way: they didn't put the money into the cola. They're selling you a destroyer sticker on a bottle. Yeah, it's. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, what do you expect? So there you go. Still two thumbs up. He <laughs> just. I'm not saying it. it's going to make you puke. <laughs> Oh God! Oh my God! We're never gonna, so, we're, so we're never gonna be at we're never gonna endorsements. Yeah, I was gonna say we're never gonna get product endorsements now, are yeah. we? Just a, you guys, they're size of the coin. You're just a little too honest. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, all right. I think that's it for Kiss News. We've got a special guest joining us this week, and. St- Stop thinking about Kiss Cola now because the guest is really cool. We're joined, and and we don't know his last name, and he wouldn't reveal it because it's sort of his identity. We're we're joined by by Tom from the band Classic Seventy Eight, and uh, if you've listened to um, any of our episodes in the last month or so, we did a little spiel on Classic Seventy Eight uh, a few weeks ago. Great band did a six-song EP that really nails the Kiss feel, the vibe of what a Kiss album in their minds would sound like if it was released in 1978. If no solo albums happened and you came out of um, Love Gun or, or Alive 2, Side 4, and the Kiss album happened, this is what they thought. And let me tell you, they nailed it. Tom is with us this week to talk about how they did it. How 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 a bunch of KISS fans were able to make a KISS record that sounds better than a KISS record. And again, for those yeah. of you only listening, Tommy's nodding his head. <laughs> what it, I, I can't add anything to that. Well, you could say... Yes. <laughs> I did. After, yes. after you nodded your head in silence. Yes. Tommy's a little new at this. And we can see, you know, when I leave him alone to record and run these shows, you get what you had last week. Look, I never said that I knew what I was doing. And <laughs> if you're going to leave me to do this, that's what's going to happen. So really, this is more on you, and this is really more a reflection of you than it is anything Listen, to do with me. Mom and Dad, it was really your fault that you left me alone with a liquor cabinet that I got drunk and destroyed the house having a party. It's your fault you left me alone. And I'm sorry I drank all the Kiss Cola, but hey, I didn't puke. <laughs> what he wants from me jesus you know and i specifically specifically remember telling lisa i wanted her to come on the show last week because i wasn't going to be here because i needed her to watch my kids well that obviously didn't happen she can't handle it you know, Lisa is limited to what she can deal with. Lisa Lisa you know, hasn't learned that she should just slap Mark and Tommy into submission. No, but the problem is you guys would up. like that. 
Yeah, she's coming up for a spanking, apparently. That's what I've heard. <laughs> Mark would be like, slap me more, slap me more. <laughs> well, didn't he say something like, that usually costs extra? <laughs> yes, I'll submit, oh. Lisa, I'll submit. <laughs> yeah, little candle wax on the nipples. Oh, okay, all right, let's get back to the Kiss Cola. I still haven't puked. <laughs> okay, so... All right, all right, so Tom... From Classic 78 joins us. Awesome interview. Guy's a huge KISS fan. Let it roll, and we'll catch you at the end. So you love the show. Go to itunes.threesidesofthecoin.com and leave your review and rating of Three Sides of the Coin. Thanks. Hey, everybody. I want to welcome our special guest this week, Tom... Tom, do you want to reveal your last name? I, I don't think I do, because, uh, and we can get into that as we go on. Ooh, good okay. here. Little, I like little, it. little mystique around this. So Tom is in the band Classic 78, spelled with two Ks. And um, if, if any of our listeners have paid attention, and a few of them do, a lot of them just read the headlines and then comment based on a headline and overreact <laughs> and overreact um we chatted about classic 78 a couple weeks ago um and uh we've shared a bunch of stuff about classic 78 on our facebook page but classic 78 is what i would describe as um what uh, let's be honest here it's what kiss wishes they sounded like right now when they record a new album <laughs> I mean, classic. It's okay, go ahead. You no, can say whatever. You, 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 you can be as you can let let that e, let that Gene Simmons ego fly now because you guys, classic '78, is is basically a bunch of Kiss fans who decided to record an album or an EP. It's a six song EP that uh, would be what the lost 1978 Kiss album would have sounded like in your minds. So imagine if Kiss didn't do four solo albums and um, came out of Love Gun and just did another album. This is kind of what you guys imagine that album would sound like. Is that correct? That's 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 exactly uh, correct. It was... Um... With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It was uh, it was the idea of, of, like you said, them not doing the solo albums or a continuation of Side 4 of Alive 2 or what if Alive, instead of, instead of Side 4 of Alive 2, what if they did a, a studio album proper? 
So, and, you, uh, you know, my, my, my big question to you and, and, you know, I, you know, when I first and well, let, let me back up. So there's been I wouldn't say a lot, but there's been a number of albums over the years where people are like, oh, you know, this has kind of got that classic 70s feel to it or somebody's trying to do a band that sounds like it came out of the 70s and nothing ever really kind of slapped me in the face, hit me going, oh, wow, they nailed it. But I got to tell you, when I first I'll, I'll use the term drop the needle, but I hit the play button in iTunes, <laughs> um, but drop the needle and started hearing the vinyl, the vinyl tracking. And then like the first moment that, quote, Paul started singing on um, and let me let me open up my iTunes here. So I make sure I got the songs right here. Um, the first song is called Standing Tall. I, I swear to God, I could close my eyes and I was like you know, the 13-year-old kid back in my bedroom going, you know, just lights out, big, big can headphones on, you know, laying on the floor looking at, at an album in the liner notes. I mean, you nailed it. You really, really nailed the feel, you know, more than totally. more than anything. Like I said, it, yeah, it's the feel. It's the, It's just that vibe of what a Kiss album sounded like. How did you do that? When Kiss can't even do that. Well, well. That, first of all, what you said and and you know the, the 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 nice things that you guys said about the about the EP was way beyond, you know, uh, you know, that was just that was just awesome because your response to it was the was what, what was what we were hoping to do for some people, and th- that seems to be happening. And you know your reaction and. And, and you know, hearing the needle drop, and then hearing the riff, and I was just talking to somebody about this the other day. As soon as, as soon as uh, the vocal starts with the listen, you know, you hooked. Yeah. Just, yeah. You, just, you, just, you've got the, you've got the, the, the individual band members' nuances. Their, the, the, their speaking patterns, the way they do things. It's not, it's not that, it's a pure vocal. Um, imitation. Although I must admit, in some cases, it it does get pretty close. But it's everything about the feel. It's the it's the speaking pattern. It's the pacing of it. It's everything about it that you just you just nailed. You nailed it. And you know, part of me is like, well, Jesus, you know, did you guys like study the band members of Kiss for years to to learn learn those traits? I mean, how did you do that? And, and that's and that's that's uh, that's a good point. And what I like about what you're saying is 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 that it is the we were going for the feel and the vibe because if you were to a b the voices with the with the real deal, you'd clearly hear some noticeable differences. Um, but but that's what we went for. It's like you can kind of pull off this gene type of vocal and yeah. just how you deliver it deliver it with the feel, knowing that it, it's going to be um, it's not going to be identical. Um, or the same thing with the Paul vocal, or with the with the Ace leads, and and in that type of stuff. But basically, we're all massive Kiss fans. We all grew up with this stuff, you know, from uh, you know all the way back to the '70s. And um, you know, so this is you know, just like all you guys and everybody else out there. It's the soundtrack to our childhood or our initiation totally. into rock, in, initiation into rock and roll. So it's kind of it's kind of in there, you know, even if you don't play an instrument, you kind of know, you you know, uh, 
and feel these things when you listen to to, to Kiss music, and you can tell the difference between songs that they they were able to pull off and songs that that um, don't do anything for you. So you don't even really have to be a musician to to get those feelings and to know the difference between something that is sounds awesome and something that sounds like a dud. When when we have all these expectations of what we want from from Kiss, you know, right. but. Back to your back to your question about how, how we did this. The, the drummer and I. The drummer's name is, is Rory, and um, actually, I'll explain this. Is the reason why, you know, uh, we don't want to say who we are, is because we're just regular guys, just like like um, like everybody else out there, and we kind of want the, the the folks out there who who enjoy what they're hearing to kind of imagine whatever they like. If you're if you're thinking of the Dynasty cover when you're listening to this. You should, if you're thinking about the the inside cover of a live two when you listen to this, or if you're thinking about the 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 photo shoot of the guys on the motorcycles. Can, can I can I think of the Crazy Nights cover? You can, but then you have to delete your download, and I'll give you your money back. <laughs> <laughs> no, you just got to speed it up. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, you got to process it. And Actually, that, that's it. my next request: is is when you guys take the makeup off and do the next generation of Kiss, can you do a Crazy Nights album part two? Yeah, I think the only song that that we could probably do something with would probably be the title track, if I if my if my recollection is correct, because I don't <laughs> stuff like My Way. I don't know what we could do to that. <laughs> but. Uh, but it's funny, but, but but that's the that's you know so it's not to to, to to not give my last name or my identity. We're all out there on Facebook, but right. um, we didn't want to deliberately attach ourselves to it because it kind of might ruin the fun. Because the idea of this yeah. is a tribute to the sound of those four guys and the and the sound that they make on made on those first records. So if uh, we want you to get those feelings and we want you to to, to make those connections if the music is dictating that to you and that's the whole point of it. Um, so it's a, it's a, it's kind of a, a simple way on our end without having to do anything to, to create some mystique. And that mystique was such a big part of what they used to have um, prior to taking the makeup off. So it's just a, by default, we can have that built into what we're doing here. But, but ultimately the focus was on the music and making sure that we got the right stuff in there. But as far as the, uh, as far as who we are and whatnot, we might reveal that in the future at some point if it makes sense. But we also might just leave do this more. alone and never do anything again. Or we might do the next one and just keep doing them and not never reveal who we are and just keep, you know, satisfying. I like know, that. The, the people who, who are enjoying this, because I got to tell you, people are, you know, people are really I'm just surprised at how many how 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 people are responding they're they're emailing us and they're sharing it with their friends and they're posting stuff and it's like this blew me away or i feel like i'm i feel like i'm 12 again or this you know this that and the other and it's like wow that's perfect because you, you were hoping to just to do that for some people out there but to see that you know people have such a connection to to that those early kiss records and that sound and we can kind of you know remind them of, of of a sound that they used to make without you know um you know, just recutting their songs and releasing them or doing this and pretending we're them or something like that. It's just a fun, unique way to, to kind of scratch a niche and, to, and kind of say, hey, what if they would have done this? What if they did a studio record? Maybe it would sound like this, you know? I think um, it's fantastic. So uh, let me ask you this. Are, are any of you professional musicians? Uh, I would say professional meaning that we've, we've, we've been, all been in bands where we, we've, we've made money, but we don't make a living at it. Okay. Um, two 
us, two of us, the, the, the drummer, uh, Rory, and, and myself, we've known each other for, for over 30 years, and we've played in different bands, and we've been in, in uh, uh, a KISS band you know, off and on over the years. Um, not to any significance or anything that in terms of in terms of the marketplace, but you know, so we've kind of been inside out with all these with all this material. We kind of know the the moving parts. And the, so, so was was it was it the two of you, you and Rory, who did all of the recording here, or did you have other people come in and help? It was Rory and I, and and a guy named Joe who did. Uh, he's a, he's actually a country artist, um, and he's like an all American uh, guy. Um, in his mid thirties, massive Kiss fan, massive Paul Stanley fan, and he really has that Paul Stanley quality to his vocal. So, um, and he's a, a phenomenal guitar player. But um, I did all the lead guitars and, and guitars and bass on the record myself. Um, Rory did all the drums. And 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 how about all of the songwriting and arrangements? Who did all of that? I wrote all the songs um, myself. But when I would go down to work with Rory, the drummer, you know, um, he'd come up with an idea on the drums that would maybe, you know, change the arrangement a little bit or it would suggest uh, 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 that we extend something or add a little something. So I would say that even though I wrote the songs, you know, he certainly was helpful in, in either confirming that the arrangement that we had was perfect or that it could go somewhere else and, and be improved. So in, in totality, there's three of us working on this record. So the reason I asked you the question about the professional musician part was just simply because I have a couple of questions I'd like to ask, and hopefully you can answer these. Um, a year or two ago, I was speaking with Jack Douglas, and we were all talking about Aerosmith, and he had made some kind of a comment to us at the time that Aerosmith couldn't make a 70s record right now to save their life. Uh, I've been told or heard the same thing about a lot of other bands, including Kiss. So what was it or how was it that you guys were able to capture something that I would say the majority of the fans would love to see from Kiss? Because what you guys recorded sounds so much seventy sounding or back to the 70s, yet most of Kiss's recordings sound nothing like that now. Right, and I, that's a good question, and I and I think that about Aerosmith myself. I I, I think that, that that you know, or I would like them to make that down and dirty, greasy sound uh, again that they used to make. That's you know, kind of in their DNA. It's what they're best at. And you know, I was thinking about this too. Is you know, with this project, I think the reason why we 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 could do this or tap into some of those elements is because they have forty plus years of different guys coming in and out different songwriters, different genres that they would, you know, uh, hop onto and hop off of. And and I think the same thing is with Aerosmith, is that they kind of forget what their reference point is. You know, when they say, okay, let's work up Christine 16, they don't think about what, well, how they played it when they played it on a live, too. They think about it the last time they played it, which could have been three years ago. So their points of references are all kind of muddied and watered down. I mean, they're all still there, but they don't quite know or have the, the perspective that we do from the outside, you know? And I'll give you a quick example. Because like, this is interesting that you asked that, Tommy, because this is almost around the time that I wrote the first song, which was a song called Rock and Roll You. Um, I wrote that just as a writing exercise because the Sonic Boom album uh, was coming out, and they were playing clips and all that stuff and promoting it with video shots of the studio, and some of the songs were getting leaked. And... 
I was like, oh, this is kind of cool to tap, trying to tap into the 70s thing. And uh, it kind of dawned on me that there are things that they used to do when they would harmonize. It would be Gene and Paul. So when there was a, when there was a, when they, or, or Peter and Gene and Paul, and sometimes even Ace, they wouldn't do massive layers of gang vocals on their, on their vocal harmonies. They would just do individual vocal harmonies. Maybe if they added some on, they were, it didn't sound like a, an army of people. So Gene's personality came through on the choruses of songs that Paul wrote and sang lead on. And Paul's personality would come through on choruses of songs that Gene wrote and sang lead on. And then something like Sonic Boom, which is not its not a bad thing, but most of their backing vocals, they're still doing harmonies, but they're all doing gang vocal harmonies. And it gives, it's a different, uh, it's a different um, result. And it doesn't, so they remembered that they used to harmonize the heck out of their songs, which was awesome, but they did it in a gang vocal style on Sonic Boom. So it doesn't quite capture those things that you would hear on Dress to Kill or on the first album or on any of those first six studio albums. So that's just one example where their point of reference isn't quite targeted back to the originate, you know, the original. But you know, I mean, I, I, you know, as a fan, and I go all the way back to '76 myself, and you know, we've all, especially the fans that have been around for decades with them, have heard Gene and Paul repeatedly say, "This new album is going to be Destroyer meets something." Mm-hmm. Some love right. gun meets and, you know, and, and it gets your hopes up because we, we, we know that's that the, the sound, the feel of those albums. And they were saying that about Sonic Boom, the, you know, this is a we, we tried to go back to that classic 70s kiss sound. And, you know, once again, hopes were riding high that maybe they figured out what that sound was and they went back to it. But, I you know. I honestly felt like Sonic Boom sounded more like an 80s Kiss record than a 70s Kiss record in 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 my mind but it it definitely didn't have it didn't have the feel it didn't have the vibe it didn't it, that that was missing you know I'm it, and and I keep coming back to those two words the feel and the vibe because that's, that's what that's what you nailed to to a T with perfection was the absolute feeling of a Gene song, of of a Paul song, of an Ace song. And I have never had that from a Kiss record. Uh, You know, maybe some out of Revenge felt that way, but Revenge was still, Revenge is a great album, but it still had a different a different feel to it, but it did have some elements that I felt like, Oh my God, this is my kiss is coming back here. But right. monster and sonic boom did not have any of that for me at all. See, and I felt like sonic boom had a lot of seventies to it. I felt that it, I could hear a lot of dress to kill, especially in Gene songs. But to your point, Michael, I would agree the, the, you know, music we're speaking about today with the classic 78, it, you you hit the essence of what Kiss was in 1977, 1978. You truly did, and that's I think the thing that we're so blown away about. Well, uh, thanks thanks for that. This is you know the thing the 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 mantra or the rule was it, it you know um, it you can't have a lyric in there that that Gene wouldn't sing, or you you can't have a a guitar part that Ace or Paul wouldn't play, a rhythm part. And so we kind of really stuck to 
the um, the tools in their toolbox that they had at their disposal at the time. And and you know we had it, it was hard to not dress up things because we could. You know, just because we can doesn't mean it belongs there. So, you know, uh, we we would constantly go back and say, are we doing too much or is there not enough here? And whatever we add to it or take away from it was just to get closer and closer to those, the type of parts and the, their type of style. And, you know, I think that the key to it all really was by accident, I realized that I could do a pretty good gene vocal. Um, I wrote okay. the song Rock and Roll You, and it was just me and a drum loop, you know, this was, you know, years ago. When I say years ago, it was like late 2009, and I just did it as a writing exercise to see if I could write a 70s Kiss tune if I was going to, if I needed to do that, how, how would I, what would I come up with? And I just went to go put a vocal on it, you know, for the, for my own demo purposes, and I was kind of like, wow, I kind of sound like him a little bit there, you know? And mm-hmm. then just a couple tweaks and a couple a couple adjustments there, and then I kind of honed in on it, on it a little more. So once I knew that I kind of had a, a good, a decent gene type of voice that I could deliver. Um, I was like, well, you know, maybe could, it would be fun to, to do more songs and, and get somebody with a good Paul voice. And once I knew I had the, the gene voice and the Paul voice, then I was like, okay, now we can, we can actually do this and, and put together tunes. And, 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 and if we're happy with them, we can release them. So the tune, the, the vocals really were the, 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 the green light on this, because if, if, if we had the gene and the ace, with Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's vocal, but we didn't have a Paul. We wouldn't be having this conversation because we never would have had the, the, the you know, the... the it wouldn't have passed. It wouldn't have passed the the test to 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 really hone in on the feel, hone in on the style, and and uh, you know fortunately, we had those two elements at our disposal, so it was able to even push the songwriting and the songs even closer to so, the, to that style. That style. Okay, so then so then explain this to me if you can. Can you share with us where? Not I don't mean location wise, like city or anything, but where and how was this recorded and how much of an impact on the way it was recorded added to the way it sounds because with for, for me with monster for instance i felt like the vocals were very buried and very muddied the thing i love about the 70s kiss albums is just that bright full sound they had but it was also simplistic in comparison to like you were talking about the layers of the vocals and all the other things that they do now what how did you do it it's funny because this was very the whole 
doing this was was kind of okay now we got some songs we can go and start recording how do we want to do this we did it very we did it very uh bare bones and it, it wasn't a a, a massive uh, production obviously but um you know we didn't want to we just wanted to make sure that the essentials were done so what we what we lacked in production value or pr- production budget we wanted to you know, make up for it. As long we knew we had the, the the songs in terms of what we consider we you know would be strong songs. Um, you know, uh, and on that point, real quick, I mean, Paul wrote Firehouse when he was 16 or 17. You know, none of these songs. I mean, that's none of us are uh, that kind of guy where you can write a song like that. You know, when you're 16 or Strutter on your first record. I mean, so so even though it's not to that standard we knew that we had strong material. So what we did to Tommy was we, we went into a rehearsal uh, studio uh, that the, the drummer has and uh, uh, put up a few mics. Uh, you know, we didn't, uh, we didn't go crazy and mic the whole kid or whatever. We just kind of put up a few mics to get a sound that was somewhere kind of rock and roll over-ish, but not exact, you know, um, that, you know, uh, that was Rock and Roll Over and Dress to Kill and Love Gun were kind of the template for what we were trying to go for sonically. Although we didn't nail any specific album production style, it's kind of spread out, you know, so we kind of approximated things and we kept it very lean. So we would cut the tracks, uh, the drum tracks uh, in his rehearsal studio. And then I would do overdubs at my house with a, with a small, small uh, 12-inch speaker. A, a Gibson Firebird in okay. the left speaker, a, a Gibson Les Paul in the right speaker, and a Les Paul doing the solos right down the middle. So then you used very, to try very to little use... in, Very little stuff in the chain. I, I used a phaser on a couple things, on a couple solos, but it's basically guitar, tuner, you know, guitar, chord, amp, and a 57 place, uh, you know, a, a, 50, a, a Shure 57 uh, microphone. Okay. Based on, on on the amp, and then just trying to find a sweet spot that could approximate that rock and roll overtone, which is what I was going for guitar-wise. Right. Well, and then what did you use for a bass? Did you use one of the old Gibsons, or did you? What instrument did you use? It was a Fender uh, a P bass. Oh, interesting. Precision bass. Yeah, and I, if I recall too, and it, this was this wasn't something I thought of. It's just what I what I use for recording anyway. But um, I guess Gene did use a P bass quite a bit in the studio. Um, throughout his career, for okay. you know, and it just got a good, nice, round, bouncy sound to it. You know, the well, bass, the bass on those Kiss records was never really bottom endy and and woofy and 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 thumpy like some sort of uh, some sort of uh, you know uh, drone or pulse. It was kind of a little thin, but it it it, it was bouncy and it kind of put a nice tight rail right between the. With the song, so the guitars and the drums and the vocals could, you know, uh, decorate it a little bit, you know. Tom, okay. Tom, Tom, let me let me back you up just a little bit here because I definitely want to hear more about the recording process. But I want to kind of pick your brain on the songwriting process as well because I think that's as much as you said you felt good because you nailed a Gene voice and a Gene vocal and a Paul vocal. I think it's. For me, it was important that the songs themselves felt like a Gene song, a Paul song, an Ace song, even a Peter song. 
And did you spend a lot of time going over and revising and reworking these the songwriting process to go, okay, this feels like the lyrics that Gene would sing versus the lyrics Paul would sing versus Ace. This has got the a, a chorus that he that would be on a song that he would do because that's I think to me a lot of the feel came out of that because it you know I could as as I was listening to these I was like oh man that just feels like lyrics and and an arrangement that Gene would do even though the vocals like you said were close and good but it didn't have to be an exact match vocally to pick it out it was almost like the the song lyrics, the songwriting itself, um, cemented the identity. Exactly, and 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 that's that's a nice compliment. I appreciate that, and that's that's exactly the 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 the, the, the case. Knowing what the the limitations were going to be vocally, we had complete control over the, the the music. So certain songs were actually labored over. To, to really hone in on it and in in everything from every guitar lick to 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 every every word and the words this is this is not Bob Dylan stuff this is just as cheesy as the the, the lyrics of Love and Leave Him or any of that other stuff that we all love you know so there's nothing new under the sun here it's not an improvement on any of that stuff but it had to it had to to me all that stuff had to matter. All that matter, meaning it, it was part of the, the equation. So the lyrics definitely had to be lyrics that Gene would have sung and, and, uh, and Paul and so on. And, you know, Ace is writing, Ace is writing a song and I came up with the title streetwise cause everything is space, 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 which is awesome, you know, but he's a street guy too, you know, or at least that's what the, the you know, was perpetuated. So he's a New York guy. So I came up with the title streetwise and I'm like, all right, well, what does this mean? He's streetwise. What is that? So it kind of, a little bit of a narrative to it about him growing up in the city and then shooting for, I, you know, I I, I think you nailed um, Ace better than anybody on this album. Uh, Streetwise is it's such a great. I mean, it's a great classic '78 song, but it's such an amazing Ace song. And 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 you know it's one of the, I I think I said it on the the show a couple of weeks ago. It's like that's the best Ace Frehley song that that he's never recorded since his solo album. I mean I it, 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 it 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 is it is so it is so Ace, and you know and 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 I applaud you for not in my opinion going the easy route and writing about space. Um, you know you wrote about him coming from the streets, and it just. I was just like, "Holy crap! This is this is an amazing Ace song." Thanks, Michael. And and that's the that's the thing. It, it's like it, you because it makes sense, and because you could you could actually imagine him telling the story or playing those chords or singing that way. That was the that was the that's what we were shooting for. It's like okay, all these ingredients fit, and it, it has to be within the character and within the style as close as we can get, which was, which was fun. And it was really a, a, a challenge to do it, but it was a fun challenge because then you could kind of see things getting closer and closer in. And to me, th- that song, the reason why that song is the last song on the thing is because it's throughout the album, it's, it's a lot of 70s stuff. Oh, this sounds a little bit like side four of Alive Two. This kind of sounds like rocking all over. This kind of sounds even like dressed to kill. So it kind of dabbles throughout their, their, uh, 
their 70s period. But Streetwise is them taking their 77 style from Love Gun and dipping their toe into 78 with everything that Ace has learned and everything that he was ready to apply to his. That's exactly what it is, yeah. Right. So that's so it's basically it's you know in in simple terms, Streetwise is 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 like a, a an homage to to uh, Ace Frehley's '78 solo material, but with Peter Chris playing drums on it when he was in his prime. What you know, was it? Was it just particularly Anton? You know, was it a lot of work to keep yourself focused on that end goal of making a '78 sounding Kiss record? Did did you find yourself having to restrain yourselves a lot going, we can't do this. We can't do this. We can't do this. You know, let's keep, keep, keep your eye on the the goal ahead of us. This is what, because I, I just keep coming back to why can't anybody, why couldn't anybody else do this? Did they not right. do other people not put the work into it? Are they not as focused on it? Do they, I, I you know, I, I, I'm, I'm trying to that's get it. That's what I want to know. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to because get. Because I don't get it as a non-musician. I, I just I, look, and we're not trying to overplay this or anything, Tom. But we both love this thing, and everyone that I know of that's listened to it is just like, this is amazing. So we're trying to understand, you know, in terms of say Kiss. Let's say they're going to do one more record. This is what I want. What's yeah, missing? I, I, Why? Can't these yeah, bands? Yeah, the, the 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 question is why can't the band that you and and you know I'm, mimicking's not the right word, but that you're you're styling yourself after why can't the original band do this? If 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 a bunch of Kiss fans could do something that again, in my opinion, is more Kiss sounding than any Kiss record since the seventies. I, I I just have a hard time understanding how you could do it and nobody else couldn't. Right. Well, I think that, you know the, the, it, it kind of goes to Tommy's question earlier when he was referencing Jack Douglas. And, but I think I wonder I I wonder if this came out you know as a Kiss record, but without our limited production, if it would if it would be as uh, well received and obviously it would be well more received than this is in terms of the marketplace and stuff like that but i you know sometimes i wonder if if it's if it would if it would have been written off as oh they're just trying to copy their their past or if people yeah would but really but you, you know I, I get what you're asking but you know in this day and age when let's be real a new kiss record is only going to sell to die hard kiss fans nobody's mm-hmm. buying a kiss record because the new lead single sounds freaking amazing because you don't hear the new lead single on radio, it's not played on videos. You know, the only people that are right. buying this are are the hundred and fifty thousand diehard fans who will go buy anything. And and yeah. I have to believe those hundred and fifty thousand. Well, you know, I, I should back back up because I was going to say I would have to believe they'd all want this seventy sounding record. But as we've seen on our show, there's a lot of diehard Kiss fans who became Kiss fans in the eighties. You know, to right. them. They want the asylum sound. They want animalized sound. But I, you know, even people have said, look, the the last Van Halen record, let's be honest, it was a bunch of 70s demos redone and re-recorded. And it's like, great. That kept some of the vibe from that original Van Halen era. 
I, 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 I just, in my, my gut tells me fans would go nuts. Now, would it sell any more copies than if Kiss did Monster Part 2? I don't think it's going to sell any more. But I think what what fans will have is is a greater happiness. You know, mm-hmm. There will be joy within the yeah. Kiss Army. There will be harmony restored within the Kiss you Army. Tell you record again. But I, no, I, if it, you, go, go ahead. ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was just going to say I, I agree with Michael and what he was trying to say. Please, please answer that. Yeah, I, I agree, and and, and and you know, I, you, you, that's a good point. It, it wouldn't be about how it would sell better. It's just that you, it'd be it would be a more pleasurable listening experience for the for the people who were going to hunt it down. You know, it, it, it it's a bad saying, but it's like you know, as Kiss fans, we could die with a smile on our face now. Yeah, yeah. yeah you no, know, listen, we got we got I, that I, one is... more album that that will make us happy. Yes, and and the other side of the the deal on this album was kind of like, well, it's kind of the album that, you know, it's it's an album that Kiss will never make again, or it's a sound that Kiss will never make again, or probably won't. So it's like, no, but you know, I want to try to do it because I'd like to hear something like this again. It would be great if they did. I, you know, I think they can. Technically, I I think they can. I think there are certain things that. Um, that get in the way, and it's probably their the maturity of, on Paul's side of his songwriting. You know, he mentions something like "Come on and love me," which has a lot of throwaway lyrics on it. But the attitude and the, and the music and the and the playing and and the, and the vibe on that, to me, is classic Paul. Well, I don't care you about, know what I, what I Kiss what, what Kiss needs to do is bring you in as the producer. You know, you you crack you crack the whip and go. Sorry, Paul, but that song doesn't sound. Doesn't sound like Kiss in 1978. Throw it away, you know. Well, re- think, rewrite think... that, re-record that. You know, this is how you're going to play. I mean, you know, the other thing, the other thing, and w- w- you know, let's. I, I, I want to go back and get your answer to that 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 comment about you being the producer. But you know, for as much as people have said that Gene and Paul make, especially Tommy, play and perform just like Ace, bullshit. For no other reason than listen to listen to Monster and listen to Classic Seventy Eight. If somebody wanted Tommy to play just like Ace, he'd sound like Streetwise, right? right. And he doesn't sound anything yeah. like Streetwise. Nothing. Mm-hmm. I agree. Tommy's being his own own musician. Yes, you're you're, you're absolutely right, and and I think that um, that's part of the reason why you know part of the reason why the, the records. Even when they say they're they're dipping their toe into the '70s or touching base with their roots, you know, Eric is a totally different player than Peter. Not just technically, clearly, you know, Eric's got chops that Peter had, you know, from Peter's era, but he's had everybody since, from Alex Van Halen to to this one and that one. So he's got all kinds of chops, but he doesn't swing like Peter. Eric can swing. He actually comes from a swing background. I think he played with his dad's swing band or jazz band but he doesn't really apply that with kiss it's more caveman ones and twos where they kind of miss that swing so you know in their in their style and in in their music on that they've written since eric's been in the band tommy is not ace and he has a different approach and it's 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 not it doesn't have that swagger that we're used to that ace has technically a much better player and and could probably fit in many different um 
hard rock bands easily. You know, Tommy, whether it was Aerosmith or Bad Company or anybody, he he could slip right into that stuff and and do it justice like he like he does with the Kiss stuff. But they don't have the ingredients uh, naturally when they're playing in their you know uh, when they're playing in Kiss. They don't quite um, have the same approach that the original four had. So it's you know the the the, the pieces of the pie are a little different, even though the pie is still called Kiss, but. I think really, if they if you really wanted to, they could do this. You know, I, I, I think, I think they, they have, I think they, they, they could. I think they definitely could do it. I think they they have to they have to admit this is exactly what they want to do. They have to. I still think get an outside producer. I think That's it, Mike. I think they're very yeah. they're much too close to this. I mean, uh, you know, if they got. Bob Ezrin or Eddie Kramer. Back. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Back in and said, all right, you got, you're producing us, but your one goal is this has to sound like something from 1976 to 1978. Has to, has right. to, has to. And, and beat the crap out of us if we try and make this sound fresh and new and evolved and anything else. Because... Yeah, I, I I think it's got to be in there. I think left to their own, they're too close to this. I agree, and and that, and when you know you know Paul's you know in that producer role, it's it's gonna it's gotta it's gotta pass his yardstick. It's not gonna be, you know, it's it, it may or may not be the right thing, but he's he's taking control. And I think to me, they would be served much better with with an outside producer. And and to me personally. I love Eddie Kramer, but in terms of their songs, if they did, if their last record, if they did it with Ezrin, the songs would probably be really, really uh, improved, and sonically, uh, it would probably be really, uh, really great as well. So that'd be my own personal preference. You know, if they were to do another record or a last record, I'd like them to do with Ezrin because you're getting production value and you're getting a little bit of a, a, a you know, a stickler. For, for songs because he did have his hands all over the destroyer album and you know and, yeah and, and it, the results there are, are are pretty good and that's what they're lacking and whether it is ezrin or anybody else they do need a, a a producer and i bob rock i'd be interested in what bob rock would do with them you know? well i'll go back to I'll you be, know you should come in and produce it i mean you know <laughs> listen yeah. here, here, here here's here's a guy who's proven he can he can find this he can find the feel he can find that attitude and and that's what's needed that you know that you know the, yeah. the thing about kiss songs especially from the 70 was and we've talked about they weren't complex songs they were simple songs but there was this 
unexplainable feel that feeling, came, feeling that came from it, whether, uh, you know, and every fan knows that if you were, if you, especially if you grew up in the seventies, there was this feeling you got. And the fact that you, you discovered that feeling and how to create that um, is just it's magical. It's, it is. It's really and, magical. And that's what a producer's job is to do is to bring all that out in an artist. You got an engineer there that can help you with the sound. It's capturing the that feel. And and I don't know if I for one was just so excited when I heard this because I, I was like, yes, this is this is what I would love to have. And and for one last go around, if if any of the band members were to ask me, hey, what would you like as a fan? I would hand them this and go make something like this, yeah. alive to sidebore. Because as 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 a as a as a fifty two year old fan. If you can create an album that I can put on and for two sides, for 10 songs, 13 songs, however long an album would be, it brings me back to being 13 years old. And all of the memories and all of the feelings and all of the happiness of discovering rock and roll and kiss at that time, that's it. That's, that's a grand slam home run. I, I don't need great, amazing songwriting and lyrics. Because, again, Kiss has always been, you know, keep it stupid and simple. It's been a simple band, but it it, it was a feeling. And, and you know, that's what, that, you know, I close my eyes and I listen to, listen to Classic 78. It's like, oh, my God, I'm in my, I'm in my bedroom upstairs. Kiss posters all over my wall. You know, listening to a, a a new Kiss record that I just purchased. I mean, it's that that's a feeling that's really difficult for bands to capture and create. Conjure up. I I agree, and this is why this is also surprising and, and overwhelming in in some respects. Because I thought it would just be fun. Because with the use of the internet, it's easy to to you have access to put something out there, you know, and, and, and kind of spread the word a little bit. And it's like, oh, you know, maybe, maybe, you know, 30 or 40 people might get a kick out of this type of thing. And it's, it's been, it's been, a, it's been a wave of, of people saying exactly what you guys are saying, which is, you know, I, I don't, I don't, um, I'm not big on social, social networking and, and, um, and, you know, listening to you guys is my, my, you know, is, is my forte, but, Talking with you guys is, is, or doing this type of thing is, is way out of my element. But to, to, to hear everybody talking about how they're having fun and they're really enjoying this, or I haven't felt this way since when, yeah. or whatever, it's really cool because that's what we were trying to make ourselves feel when we were putting this stuff down. And, you know, I think that, uh, you know, I think that it, it, is, it is a unique situation and it's, and it's a unique uh, uh, delivery of, of music to, you know, to, or, 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 or a unique way of getting music out there that taps into something that they're familiar with. It's like, you know, I, I look at it kind of like this way, which, you know, some people might differ, but, you know, Paul seems to really have a handle on the set list. There's certain things he's just not interested in letting go or certain things he's not interested in entertaining, you know, but it's like when I listen to those Kiss records or if I were to go to see Kiss and they played Ladies Room, it's like you just ran into one of your best friends and you haven't seen him forever. And it's like, oh, it was so great. To, I just ran into to, to, uh, to Jeff and, oh, man, what a, we had a great time, you know. But if I see Jeff every year, every summer, you know, it doesn't quite 
deliver in, that, in an emotional way, you know. So when you hear standing tall and you hear the gong after the riff starts or you hear, you hear uh, you know, the, the gene inflections on, on this song or you hear this or that guitar tone, it's like bumping into old friends. This is stuff you haven't heard in a while. You know, it it it's you... it so is and you know and it's and, and not just Kiss but all of these classic bands that try to record and release new music I don't know of any of them have ever actually just completely nailed going back to their roots to the very you know I I you know Motley Crue Saints of Los Angeles was was really good um you know I would even say uh you know a lot of people would laugh, but I would say Rat Infestation was an amazing um, rat album. But most of these bands just, they have it's almost like they've lost their own identity. They've, 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 been a, they've been here so long that they forgot what, what it was like to record 40 years ago. I, I, I agree. I think a lot of those bands, including Kiss, they would be served well to just go in and not worry about um, the production value, you know, from the get-go. You know, just in in terms of um, we want the album to sound like this, or we want big drums. You know, it's. I think they would be better served if they would just do a simple approach to the band, you know, uh, you know, musically and instrumentally. And you're going to really hear what what the band sounds like, and you're going to really get that identity. You know, side four of a live two. There's absolutely the, the drums are produced nice. It sounds like you know uh, John Bonham, you know, but you know it, it doesn't sound like John Bonham playing John Bonham playing them. But those guitar tones and the bass the bass sounds and the, and the vocals they're all just straight up, nothing crazy, nothing overproduced. It's them and their natural element. And I think you know a simple approach with some with some songs and really being honest with yourselves about whether these songs cut the cut the you know should make the cut or not. You know, I think, again, Michael, that's where a producer comes in. And for me, Kiss with a Producer would be the, the best thing for them to do next if they do make a record. And I think that's the case with, with, with most bands. Once you start self-producing, now you're, 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 you're losing something. And you don't know what you're losing because you're going by your own guide. You're, okay, you're, you're, you're too close to it. You know, and I've, we've talked about this in, in a past episode, and I'm a big believer in that, you know, Kiss can't be fans of themselves. They'll they'll never understand what it's like for three knuckleheads like us to sit here and just be in awe that somebody could create and how how important it is that somebody created something that sounded like it. They'll never they'll never completely get that because they're right. in, they're I, in the I, band. They are the band. They are on the other side and forever on the other side and they will not know the pure joy and excitement of of a new Kiss record in 1978. That that's right, and that, you know when you totally. when you you know like Gene's doing his solo shows and he's playing Gut Love for Sale and Almost Human and 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 this that and the other. And I'm sure when he goes to rehearsal and the guys say, "Hey, what do you think of doing Gut Love for Sale?" He's scratching his head, going, "Why on earth would we play who, that? Who would care you about know? that? Who cares?" Yeah, I barely remember that. How would why how was that? That would be me. Exactly. That would be most of your fan base. This is mm-hmm. the thing that drives me crazy, and I know I'm, I'm getting off track a little bit, but regarding the set list issue, is that those songs were on multi-million selling records. You know, Kiss fans didn't listen to, 
you know, one song and then put the record away. You listen to the whole right. thing, and you even tolerated songs you didn't like as much as the other because you were just totally immersed in it. So when you say that you don't want to play, um, uh, you know, Ladies' Room or you, or you don't want to play Lover All I Can or whatever because people don't want to hear that, it's like, well, that that thing went gold eons ago, and it has since you gone know, and, 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 know. And I'll, that, so, I'll you know? just, you know, my, my comment about the set list, the Kiss Kiss performs to way more people who are not diehard Kiss fans than are diehard right. fans. So, right. you know, the vast majority of people in the audience only want to hear and only know basically what's in the set list. You know, the the number of diehard fans, again, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I have nothing to back this statement up, but it just feels like it, it's, it makes sense are, you know, the 150,000 people who bought Monster. Right. You know, that's it. it I mean, because who else is going to buy Monster? Not not the average music fan. They could care less about a new Kiss record. So the only people who bought it are the ones who really, really care. That's us diehards. It's a real small number. When Kiss plays to millions of people on the in the course of a tour... And there's only a hundred and some thousand, couple hundred thousand people worldwide who are diehards. We are the minority. That's right. But 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 yeah. when it comes when it comes to an album, again, you're not going to sell boatloads of music. It's not the '80s. It's not the '70s where you're trying to sell music to new fans to grow your audience. At this point in time, if Kiss does it, they do it for no other reason than again, it's the Thank you to the diehard fans. And, you know, I, I've I've said it before. I'm not a big fan in bands trying to do something to appease a certain group because we'll end up with Elder Part 2. Right. But I feel like in this case, it's different. It's not. And this same. is the happy medium where everyone would be happy. Yeah. Well, most everyone. There'll be a few that we know that can't be happy. Right. It's just I mean, not I, their I, DNA. I, I, I think, you know, it, this is a, a big assumption, but I think it, it's probably close. I think that Eric and Tommy would probably like to make a record like this, you know, in a heartbeat more so than what they have been doing, you know. If they, you know, I think that they, if, if Paul and Gene came in and said, listen, we're really going to hit the target and we're going to really focus in on those first six records and strip away all the nonsense and really capture the characters and capture the, the vibe and the spirit. Tommy and Eric would probably say, "Well, it's about freaking time." I just think that because they're they're fans, and, and Eric knows why yeah. he likes those first three records, and Tommy knows why he loves those first six studio records. You know, right? Because they come from where we come from. They just got to be in the band afterwards. You know. Yep. But um, I just it really comes down to whether they want to do that or not. And you know, the, the good part about this, you know, for for us is that this album isn't, you know, this this EPR album isn't a hey, if you don't like what they're doing now. Here's, here's check this out because this is what they should be doing. It's not that at all. It's 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 uh, here's this, here's the thing that they used to do that caught all of our attention and locked us in on this whole kiss trip. You know, here's a sound that they used to make that they don't make anymore, and they don't have to make it anymore, and they, and, and they shouldn't be expected to in certain respects because they've had all these this journey through the through their career with disco and, and concept albums and different players and different guitar styles and all that stuff. So. You know, maybe they maybe it's it's too far gone. You know, again, we, we the three of us don't feel it's too far gone. They could do it if they wanted to. Well, but, yeah, and, and and in all fairness, I don't know. I find I'd be hard pressed to believe that anyone would view this 
for anything other than what it is, which is a celebration of the music and what you did it for versus uh, poking the stick kind of thing like, hey, this is what they should do. This is just obviously with, with the outpouring of support you're getting, a lot of people feel that way. You know, and, and, yeah, and, I, I, and the, the people who are buying Classic 78 are the diehards. I mean, nobody but a diehard fan is getting into this at this point. I mean, this is right. exactly who it appeals to. So if you're creating something, and I'm seeing the comments like you're seeing too, where people are just like totally caught off guard and surprised at, at the feeling they get, um, it's not going to... You know, something like this will not um, be a problem with the fans. I, I agree, and it's and it's a uh, it's a, again it's a way to, to 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 instead of having to keep listening to Got, guys. Hold on one second. I need to move my car. Okay. Sure. I'll be right back. Sure. <laughs> I wonder if that's code for something else. I don't think so. With Michael, with Mark, <laughs> it's usually take a dump or get some food. Right. Right. Yeah. He must see. He must see. He must see someone ticketing outside his window because he got up and went going quickly. Wow! So we'll cut all of this part out too, um, so no, you don't have to worry about that. Thanks so much for coming on. I mean, this is really, really interesting, and we're not blowing smoke up your ass. We both, Mark as well. We think this is one of the coolest things we've heard in I don't even know how long, and. I don't know how we found out. I think someone just saw it and sent it to us. I don't remember how we were made aware of it. Actually, I, I sent it to you guys through. Oh, you actually, did. I didn't, even, I didn't even get to send it to you. I, you guys don't have like a, a three side email address because I was just going to email you the. We don't. The, the record. No. Oh. Okay. It's all through Facebook or or whatever, and I didn't want to reach out to your personal stuff, you know. Oh, so that's I never did, a I just Everyone else does. Yeah, I Facebooked <laughs> you guys and said, hey, you know. Uh, you know, this is this is what we're doing. I'd like to send you an advanced copy of the record. Do you have a business email that would be good to send it? And Mike replied, you know, uh, later on and said and said that uh, he bought it. He already bought it. You know. He oh, before, he very cool. It. And that's that yeah, it, it's it's amazing. Did you have you seen since we've talked about it on the show? Have you seen an uptick in downloads or interest? Absolutely. Every time, every you know, Michael, Michael mentioned it. Uh, I'm back, first. by the way, so we could. Yeah, we we'll could, just cut this chunk oh. out. All right. Yeah, so cool. let, let's cool. just let's just. Well, wait, I, I want Tom to finish saying what he was okay, saying. Okay, Hold go on. ahead. Go ahead. Oh, yeah, my, he, Tommy was just asking me if we, if we saw an uptick on 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 you know sales activity. You know, with you guys mentioning it, and we certainly did. You know, when you put when you mentioned something on your Facebook, Michael, you know people respond but you know i can see the i can see the ebb and flows and you know usually when someone grabs a hold of it and starts talking about it we see a spike and uh both times when you posted those nice comments on your personal facebook and on the three sides it's good to hear good to hear and then certainly when you mentioned it on the on the show um a couple weeks ago so definitely and we we appreciate it i mean you know the idea that you connected with it from a from a, a emotional standpoint, you know what I mean by emotional meaning. You dug it, you enjoyed it. You know, that's oh, big time. You know, that's that's you can't you can't you can't. There's no way to guarantee that you're gonna. There's no way to to, to make that happen. It's either gonna happen with people or it's not. And you know, for people who uh, don't enjoy the '70s Kiss as much, it's it's okay. It's it, it just it's for the it's for the folks that. that with the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Do like the sound or miss it or remember it and want to hear more of it without having to keep listening to the same six studio albums over again this is a little bit of a you know a, a, a fresh batch of tunes to maybe mix in with that playlist you know yeah the only thing i didn't have was uh, some of the bubblegum cards i need that <laughs> no. i need that smell while i'm listening to the record yeah you know people are asking if, if, if we'll if we'll you know do more and put it on vinyl and you know make a you know a cd copy and do merchandise and stuff like that and you know, it, it's it's very uh, it's very nice to hear that stuff, and it would be kind of cool to actually have a, a, a you know a, a vinyl LP of it, you know. But um, you know, it, it just means that people are interested, and then they see the context of it, and they're enjoying it, and and uh, it's fun to it's fun to be on this end of it, and just I, I got to tell you guys, we're still recording, right? Yeah, yeah, keep yeah, go ahead. Yeah. when we were when we were um, when we were finished and doing the mixing, mixing, I wanted to. To, to, to pull my hair out because you, you start to make choices and you need to make choices to, in order to make sure that nothing nothing suffers. So when that process got done and everything was done and released it, the day I hit the button and released this into the world was awesome because all I had to do now is just sit back and go about my business and then see what happens. And I had no expectation as to what would happen. And, and you know, people are, people are uh, responding well and, and they're enjoying it and, and uh, it's awesome. It's, so, it's very cool that you know, it. a couple questions I have to ask, and one of them that I know fans are going to want to know, have have Gene or Paul, Ace or Peter heard this? Have you sent it to them? Have you gotten any feedback? No, I didn't. I, I, I haven't gotten any feedback, but what some, a fan had, had sent it to, you know, uh, Gene and Paul via Twitter, and they both retweet, you know, retweeted it. So at least their ad man you know, their admin person, if you know, wasn't offended or, you know, felt it was worthy of being retweeted. So, so that's 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 the extent of what I know. You know, whether Gene has actually heard it or or Paul has actually heard it, uh, I couldn't tell you. But on each of their individual, you know, on Twitter accounts, it was retweeted. You know, I bet they so, probably have though. Yeah, they 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 might have. You know, I, I when I did street, when I did Streetwise, Michael, I. I I felt the same way you did about that song, and a part of me wanted to send it to Ace's people because I know that he looks for songs sometimes, and he'll he will he won't shy away from that. And then I thought to myself, well, if I do that, then I, now I don't have this for this project, you know. And then I also thought to myself, I actually like what Ace does musically, you know. Lyrically, it's hit or miss, and vocally, you know, he's yeah. Ace. But I like what he does when he when he, you know, uh, writes his original music. I like where I like the choices that he's making guitar wise, chord wise. Um, 
And I was like, ah, you know what? I don't want to, you know, I, I didn't, first of all, who knows if it would even get to him, but I was like, I quickly dashed that idea, you know? Well, yeah, because you get lost forever. Exactly. And I kind of like the idea that if anybody, if any of them hear about it, they'll hear about it from the, from the fan base, as opposed to, 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 to me saying, hi guys, you know, uh, here's, here's what I did. I hope you like it. You know, maybe hearing it from the fan base means a little bit more, you know, which is, which is cool because someone took it on their own, you know, uh, of their own volition to go and make a point to, to send them a, a note or post something on their Facebook page to tell them about it, which is cool. So is do cool. you, ne- next, next big question, do you have plans to record more? Well, there are, there, we left, we had three songs that we did not move forward with because we were, it was a little bit of a time crunch. So there are three that are ready to go into recording, you know, and they'll probably change us a little bit, but, and they're just as strong as this stuff. There's a song called Ain't No Fool, which is a Gene song that sounds like it belongs on Dress to Kill, up, down, left, and right. It's, and I love it. It, it, it just, I, and, it, and it has a different feel than this song, than these songs, but they all fit. You know, it's still, it's, it's, it's not a different style or anything. It's just that the groove and the riff and everything is, is, is checking off different boxes than, than these songs do. So I held that one back. And then there's another song called, um, I'll just say what they are because it doesn't matter, but there's a song called Main Man, which is a Paul song. And it's kind of like an it's all right type of rock bottomy type of tune, you know? Um, Okay. And then, then there's another one called Scratch My Back, which is a Peter type of song. And that was actually, actually, uh, what's funny, and it's unfortunate that Mark's not here because he's a fan, but uh, Humble Pie was an influence for at least three of these songs. Um, really? That I'm mentioning. Yeah, listening okay. to Humble Pie. And then I kind of realized how some of those building blocks are for Humble Pie are some of the same building blocks for Kiss in the early days, how they approached the rhythm guitars, how they, how they divvied up their their parts and stuff like that but so basically there's three that are ready to go into recording if we wanted to and then i got another three or four ideas that are that are brewing you know in terms that will that will that would come i I mean i have to tell you purely as 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 a fan i would love to get a full album's worth of new material here i mean that would be that would just be freaking amazing yeah like a part two well that's that's what we do that's what we would do if we were to do it it would be side two and now between the two parts, now you get your album, you know. Um, so side two would be the next batch of six songs if we were to do it. Um, and we're just going to let this be what it is and let it have its, its life of its own and and, um, and, uh, and and see where it is. I mean, people, people are asking for it, and they'd like us to continue on. And I know six songs is cool, but, you know, another three or four 12 would be albums. cooler exactly, exactly. <laughs> a live so, album so, right but it's funny because we, get these, we get these different uh responses from people and and uh some some of them are like i gotta know who you guys are or, or are you playing out and then there's other people who are going whatever you do do not ever tell us who you are i love not knowing who this I like is that. i love that this is just coming out of nowhere and interrupting my world in the best way you know I love and that's it. awesome that's awesome now because you know because of that we have to kind of see see how it goes because like i said earlier in 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 the call what if it just is just this and there's never never anything else and this just was this anomaly that popped out of the 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 the, the, the 
first quarter of 2017. Well, I mean, if this is all it is, you know, like I said earlier, as KISS fans, we die with a smile on our face because we got a little something here. But now that we've gotten a taste, we want more. But if we didn't get any, but if we didn't get any more, oh my God, thank you. Because like you said, just out of the blue, falling from the sky, here were six songs that sounded just like Kiss from 1978. I had no expectations and it blew away everything I could have hoped for. Yeah. And, and, and that, that, that's, that's got a certain, you know, that's kind of attractive to, 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 to look at it that way and just, and just to approach it that way. But being a, being a, a creative person and seeing seeing how uh, you know uh, people are reacting and wanting to dig into it and, and the only thing that I would say is that if we did the second one and if we started it and then for some reason it just didn't measure up to the first one you know then we certainly wouldn't we wouldn't uh, I mean you don't want to release your elder exactly exactly <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to do well that. you know, you know let, let, let me throw this kind of crazy idea out because obviously you guys are huge Kiss fans. You've nailed the sound and the feel. Have you ever given thought to doing something like, all right, let's go take Unmasked or The Elder and let's record it the way Kiss should have done it? I, I, I've thought of that in my brain. Like, you know, I never thought of that. That would be doing awesome. It. Especially but Unmasked. I, you know, if you if you did Unmasked and said, all right, I'm going to take those songs, but I'm going to I'm going to rearrange them. We're going to dump keyboards. And what if Kiss recorded Unmasked in 1978? So all of a sudden, you know, the next album is Unmasked 78. Right. You know, what would that I, I sound that, like? I know. I, I think, you know, I think certainly stuff off on mass would would it would serve that very well because there actually are good songs on there that yeah. they just didn't go down the rock road they went in death pop road um that you know if you it's 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 almost like even on dynasty charisma that could have been on dress to kill that could have been on rock and roll over that could have been on love gun that song has a certain character to it that tells you okay there's something here but it would have been more realized if it had the approach to side four of a live two or, or a love gun to me that, you know, that's my perception. You know, some, some of those songs could be saved or, or rejuvenated by having a more stripped down and aggressive, you know, production value. I don't think that's something that, 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 um, that, uh, that I would do myself. Um, but, but, uh, it, I think it's definitely something that, that, would be cool to hear you know oh yeah i de- uh, definitely know. i mean i think a lot of fans especially about unmasked they would just love to hear that done as a rock record not as a pop record exactly and, and you know to me like you know a lot of the songs on unmasked and charisma from dynasty i mean yeah i even think dirty living if dirty living had a had a would, that's a that's a good to me that's a really good track that's a good peter track the treatment of it and the and the, and the way they went down you know, the way that they laid it down and the style they were going for, I think that could be a really good down and dirty rock and roll song uh, instead of that uh, kind of disco-y conga type of approach that they had to it. So there are things on those records that could definitely, you know, fit on those other records with those other producers and those other approaches for sure. I just don't think it'll be something that we'll do. But I would say that we'd do side two of this before we would ever do that, you know. How about playing out live? Now I know you you don't want to reveal identities, and obviously that need that that's a consideration. But you know, 
is it, it are you do you have that bug to go man i'd love to put this into a live setting and get some crowd response to playing these songs as opposed to being a kiss tribute band now we're now we're a 70s rock band right well it's 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 funny because you know people have asked you know would you play uh you know we didn't get approached by these entities to do it but people have asked you know you know you guys should do some kiss expos or you should do you know you'd someone they should call you to do the kiss cruise and this that and the other you know um not that and again none of that has has happened you know but if the situation was right and it made sense, you know, for, for you know, the event itself, and, and like I told somebody before, I don't even mean financially. I just mean if the event made sense and, and it was something we'd be interested in doing, we could do it. We could do it. Um, you could sure, just like, you know, you could put a bandana over your face. One guy could wear a, a, a kid's space helmet on his head. And... <laughs> That's right. That's right. Be, be perfect. A beekeeper's outfit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean, I, audience. It, it would ruin it for 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 uh, for some for a moment, but I think they would be happy with what they were hearing. You know, if we did if we did play live, so it's not something that we're pursuing, and it's not something that we're uh, we're expecting. But uh, if the situation came along that made sense, uh, we would certainly entertain it. And if it and if it if we were all into it, we could definitely put that together in a matter of weeks, you know, in That'd terms of getting a set and, and cert- would certainly be playing uh, the classic 78 stuff and then some, some kiss stuff too, if we were to do that, but that's really not the, 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 the plan at this point, you know, fair enough, you know, well, I'm on board for six more songs. I would love that. And I would, Michael's idea, I'd love the unmasked thing. Uh, that would be very cool, but I know it's an awful lot of work to do stuff like that. So. Yeah, it, it's it's funny because it is it is um, it is a uh, it is a lot of uh, it is a lot of work, and you, you, I think uh, Mike, you were referring to it earlier. You know how how hard was it to to really pull on the reins and make sure that we stayed on track? It was hard. It was very regimented. We had specific rules that we had to that we put in place for ourselves to make sure that we hit as many of these marks as we could without having the song suffer. You know, um, we tried some things where, you know, Oh, what about what backward symbol would sound cool in that spot and different things. There's, there's, there's stuff that we, we, we tried to, uh, that we uh, tried. And Did you try like out, bringing in a children's it. choir or anything like that? <laughs> <laughs> no, but we, we, we thought about putting those uh, bells like at the end of Do You Love Me, the descending, you know, chimes. Oh, yeah. We thought about, we thought, we thought about putting those at the end of Passion. Calliope, something like that. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, no calliope. <laughs> but, uh, uh, you know, those are those, but that's the type of stuff. I'll tell you a, a funny story. You know, uh, we put tambourine on um, the solo bed of, of Streetwise. You know, we put a tambourine, it's, it's mixed, you know, underneath. You can hear it, but it's not, it's not too prominent. But, you know, if Mark was here, he'd, he'd, he'd know this. But to play a tambourine, you have to have a certain rhythmic um, technique to keep everything in time because it's constantly moving. And uh, the drummer, Rory, tried it, and, and, and it was like, wow, this is difficult. And then he says, you try it. And I was trying it, and it was just hard to keep the meter throughout that whole section. So we thought, well, what if we just mount the mount the, the, the tambourine on a, on, on a cymbal stand and then just tap out the beat on the tambourine on on sticks like with mallets you know so you're just getting the sound of the tambourine but you're, you have control with the sticks like you're hitting the drum you know da 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 
So we did that, but we kept getting the click of the, the mallet hitting the, the side of the tambourine. So we're like, how the heck are we going to get this tambourine on here? So what we did was we said, do you have any oven mitts? You know, put on some oven mitts and then hit the tambourine with the oven mitts while it's mounted so it's the tambourine's in place and you're just hitting it like a like you're tapping a bongo, like ba 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 right? Sure enough, he comes downstairs, he had a pair of winter gloves on and, and, a, and a set of oven mitts in case the gloves didn't work, and that's how we recorded the tambourine. So we were able to get the, the, the proper rhythm and tempo going on that song by doing it with winter gloves, hitting the, the tambourine mounted on a cymbal stand instead of grabbing the tambourine and shaking it because neither, neither one of us could grab it and shake it and, and, and do it properly. So we just did what seemed to work, and that's what's on the track. So when you hit a tambourine, imagine somebody hitting a tambourine with winter gloves on. <laughs> that, so we just, whatever worked to, 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 to get us to achieve the That's a great story. Any, any, any plans did. to release this on 8-track? Man, that's that. When when conjuring up ideas about how to, you know, obviously with this, there's a lot of limitations. We're not going to use kisses. I didn't even want to use that dynasty font or whatever they call that. The dynasty right. font. I, you know, I just was like, the music is gonna is gonna gonna say everything that needs to be said. But I wanted, I still wanted visuals that would be that would be you know associated with that. You know, so. Um, you know, I was like, okay, now I'm like, well, it's the seventies and it's, you know, this would have been in 78. And I was like, oh, so I kind of incorporated the a track into the, into the, um, into the artwork on, on the website and stuff like that. And it's, it's kind of, it's kind of fun, you know, to, 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 to take those things and, uh, you know, uh, doing some retro seventies video clips and images and stuff like that, just to kind of perpetuate the myth. T- Tommy, bit, do you, you know? do you remember when cheap trick released the latest and they yes. released it on eight track. That's and, you know, and, and and I mean they released it on eight track, but they probably only printed up, you know, maybe a couple thousand at the most. But it, it, it but it, but it, but it was enough for them to say like a week after the album came out, we have the number one selling eight track <laughs> release in the country because nobody else is That's selling awesome. eight tracks. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. I didn't. I didn't know they did that, and I loved it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. funny. You get there, however you get there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I, 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 we're having a lot of fun with this, and you know, if people would like us to do one, we'll probably do it. And the only reason it wouldn't come out is if, is if we don't think it's up to snuff to, to yeah. do the first one, because we don't want to, we don't want to ruin anything, and it's not going to be the end of the world if we release something and it wasn't quite as good. But you know, I think the, I think. Uh, you guys aren't talking about doing solo albums yet, are you? Yeah, we, you know, some of these guys, no the three of us aren't talking to each other right now. <laughs> no no movies or anything in the in the near future? Yeah, yeah classic 78 meets the, the Phantom. Of, yeah, none of, that, none of that. Which one of you refuses to load gear? Like, yeah, yeah I, I think, I think uh, because I sing the ace... Uh, vocal and I play the lead that I think that's me Tommy and, okay, and, perfect. And, and, and you know if you ever if you ever need Bob Kulik I can connect you with Bob that's funny actually I had somebody this is kind of funny because people are so sweet but you know they, they they go you guys sound so good you nailed it you know did you ever think of getting Bob Kulik on on it or I bet Bruce Kulik would do it you know or uh or they'd be like oh you nailed that that Paul voice if you need me to sing a Paul on your next record let me know you know so it's funny it's like they they they're praising what they're hearing and they like it, but then they want to be part of it. So of course. Sing Paul. They do that to us sing, all the time. I'd rather do the Paul voice than the guy you have doing it, but he nailed it. You know, it's pretty funny. Yeah. It's pretty 
<laughs> Everyone's got an opinion. But um, so, um, do I? Do you guys get to ask me the big question that you ask everybody? Um, uh, well, yeah, I, you know, we, we we could ask you, but you know, this is 1978, not 1983. That's right. Yeah, how, how, yeah that's right. Because I think he was on uh, solid gold with Dan. No. Hall. All right. All right. So here, like, let's yes. just twist this. Would Vinnie Vincent save Classic '78? Oh hell no, no. <laughs> no. Mark's Let Mark, the only one who believes that it's not here. Let me ask you guys, if you don't mind, just because everybody has different, um, and I appreciate you, if you, you you have me on. This has been this has been a lot of fun because I do listen to you guys, and oh, it's awesome. Um, and uh, I've been listening to it for a long time, and sometimes I I'm laughing my butt off, other times I want to crash my car because you guys get me so angry. But that's <laughs> the beauty of. What, that's the beauty of what you guys do. Um, what is there any? Everybody's got different songs, like you know, on this on this thing that they like. Which do you have anything that sticks with you? You know, is it the first track or is there a song that? that... Well, I you know I I think I kind of said it. I mean, the two things that stuck st- stuck with me was standing tall, just because as soon and and just so everybody knows to give it that 70s vibe you've got the crackling of vinyl underneath the underneath the music so it sounds like vinyl playing but for the first track you can hear the going into it so between that and then just all of a sudden oh my god this just nailed a Paul Stanley song that because it was the first song, and I'm not saying that if you would have put Rock and Roll U as track one, I probably would have had the same feeling. But Standing Tall, because that was the first song, you know, it was sort of like when I was a kid and the very first Kiss song I ever heard putting the needle down was track one, side A, Rock and Roll Over. That will forever you know, is etched in my mind. It could have been any other song, but that just happened to be the one that was there. But, you know, streetwise, it's just, uh, you know, to me, that was the biggest flashback moment. It was just like, holy crap, this is, this is Ace, if Ace Fraley could do an album of streetwise type songs, I would be in freaking hell. Evan, those mm-hmm. that that was so good. So we got yeah. you at the beginning of the album, and we got you again at the end of the album. Well, you got me at the beginning Basically. again because because it was such a surprise. Because again, I've I've heard many times, and we we get people who are like, "Hey, would you listen to our album? Would you listen to our song? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, or or hey, did you hear this band? They kind of sound like Kiss from the seventies." And I listen to all that stuff, and I'm just you know. In the back, and I'm not going to name names or bands, but it's just like in the back of my head, I'm going, eh, it, it, you know, it didn't connect. It didn't really, it didn't make me go jaw-dropping, wow, what the hell did I just hear? So this was, you know, and and when when people started talking about Classic 78, and I remember um, people were talking about it for a week or two before I ever checked it out or anything because I was sort of like, oh, yeah, great. It's just another one of these tribute albums that bands, that that fans like to do. So, uh, you know, no big, no big deal. But finally it was like enough people were like talking about it and kept talking about it. And I'm like, 
all right, I guess I need to check this out. And, you know, it wasn't on Spotify or anywhere like that. So I actually, you know, I had to, I had to spend my five bucks and download it. And it was just like, I was so surprised. So, you know, and, and again, that's why track one was, was, did that for me. But again, you could have put another song in track one and I would have had that same feeling just because that first song, first note, first vibe, first feel was just like, oh my God, these guys nailed it. This is, this is Kiss 1978. As songs go, I think Streetwise was the, the, you know, you've got two Paul songs, you've got two Gene songs, you got one Ace and one Peter. Gee, just just like a Kiss record, <laughs> yep, which I yep. thought was 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 cool. Um, Streetwise, the Ace song was just like, oh my god, this is just everything about it. The 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 guitar solos, the the lyrics, the vocals, everything about it. You know, and and coming from a coming from a guy who hates Ace Fraley. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and, and I could have answered Michael for you because I knew for a fact that he would say almost verbatim what he said because that moment in time for him when he dropped the needle on rock and roll over and heard the beginning of I Want You has resonated with him his whole life. So I'm going to take it a step further and say to you that it's hard for me to pick out one particular song because I honestly like all six of them. Uh, but I remember getting a smile on my face about halfway through the first chorus of Standing Tall. <laughs> but what really drove it home for me was Streetwise. And here's why. What the first thing I thought of when I was listening to it is, is being a kid and remembering how badly I couldn't wait to get Love Gun home so I could hear the first song that Ace Fraley ever sang on, on record. So hearing Streetwise took me back to that particular place in my life. So right. to me, yeah, that one I would say has the biggest impact because of the connection of 77. But, you know, I couldn't pick one out over the other that I like better because I honestly like them all because it was such a treat, you know. And I would say the, I would say the same thing about most of the records from – Destroyer, Rock and Roll Over, and Love Gun. Especially Rock and Roll Over and Love Gun. There's a few songs on Destroyer I don't like as well as others, but Rock and Roll Over and Love Gun could be two of my favorite Kiss records. And I like every single song on the, on both of those records. Yeah. And then Alive 2. It, it's funny because, like, you know, I, starting on this, it, it's it's like, oh, Rock and Roll You is the, that's, everything is going to be built around Rock and Roll You, you know, and Standing Tall. Right. And that's, that was, the, those were the first two, you know, numbers that were going to, you know, carry this thing, you know, and, and build on with more songwriting and whatnot. And then when I did Streetwise, I was like, okay, that's, that would be hard to get any closer to Ace than that, if I do say so myself, just musically. So I was like, but, you know, people don't tend to gravitate towards Ace that much. So, you know, to me, it's rock and roll, rock and roll you, and, and, and then uh, Passion and Love came up. And originally, Passion and Love was kind of, uh, it, it was inspired a little bit by Nowhere to Run, a little bit. Um, you know, it just tiny elements, different tempo different feel but there was something about that and it it had a little bit too much of an acdc element to it um along the way so 
I just kept retooling that, and now it's one of my favorites. So, uh, so I'm like the singles are rock and roll over, and I mean rock and rock and roll you and passion and love, you know, singles and fantasy world. But uh, right. everybody else is everybody's picking everything else. It's so it's so funny. People, the emails I get, like to me, Mean Business, which is the Peter track. I so wish that one of us could sing like Peter, or that there was a guy out there who could sing like Peter, because I really wanted to represent his style on that on that record, and we did the best we could. And you know the beauty of it is we don't have to be exact, and it's impossible to expect everybody to be exact. But I, I think right. that, I th- that. you know what, and I think that's really important because I I I wouldn't have wanted this to be an exact duplicate of Kiss vocally and everything. I mean, you know, then then you're just then you're just a tribute band copying. Yeah, it's the feel. It's you the create, feel. You recreated the feel of it more so than the specific sound of that person's voice. It's just the feel. You know, and it was exciting because it was that. It, I hate. To, I don't want to say this the wrong way because it's not meant to to be insulting in any way. But it's basic, and that's yeah. what makes it freaking great. Is. Yeah, it's not layered. It's not all this extra nonsense that you get on so many of these records it's that back to basics feel to me that really as a whole is more important to me about this project than any one particular song it's the sum of the parts that make you, the you whole you know I, I i described classic 78 this way to a couple people and and this m- might only mean something to people who listen to music in the 80s but what kingdom come was to led zeppelin Classic 78 is to kiss. Yeah, I would say that. Yeah, I would say You, you would get say. the feel, but it's not the same. Right. It's right. not like you're copying. You're doing your own thing, but you're paying homage to. Exactly. You're, 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 exactly. Not, you're not plagiarizing. You're not completely ripping off and mimicking. Um, but you're, there's enough feel that it's just like, yeah, I know, we, you know, I knew listening to these songs going, all right, that's got to be the Paul song. Oh, that's got to be the Gene song. That's got to be the Ace. That's got to be the Pete. You know, enough. There was enough there that that diehard fans would follow the almost would follow the breadcrumb trails and be able to put it all together without you, you know, just doing a complete duplication of Kiss. That's perfect. That's 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 exactly the the whole crux of the whole the whole thing. We, we're 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 never going to be able to do that. So knowing that, let's hone in on as much as we can, but capture the the feel and the and the vibe and the and the swagger and the style and and uh, you know and, and you know and just it, capturing that that you know it's it's important to reiterate you captured that nineteen seventy eight feel of music rock and roll experience um you know in this case you know we we we're into it because it's kiss but again it was just oh my god it just felt like a 19 mid 70s late 70s rock record it just felt like one and i was listening to it on itunes you know so so you know it 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 captured the feeling of vinyl, playing it on your compact stereo system in your bedroom, cheap speakers or big can headphones on. And, you know, you just imagine the posters on your own. You captured that. 
and and it's and it's really tough for bands to capture that feeling. Yeah, I I, I agree. And if I was doing my own thing without this kind of uh, uh, direction and, and bringing the other guys in and saying, okay, here's kind of what we want to achieve. If I was just doing my own album or whatever, you know, you're you're, you're I wouldn't. It would it would have been difficult to to to. Or I couldn't. It would have been difficult. It's not impossible, but it's more difficult to do that. Just being yourself and, and hoping that you connect with people. Where, where this is, we kind of know. You know, there's a there's certain things that are missing from Kiss records that some people miss, or there's certain things that are on the old Kiss records that people would like more of. So we, it's it's. In one hand, it's it's easier because we know what the direction is going to be, but the, on the other hand, it's difficult because you got to try to try to do things that are going to capture that and, and, and you know and, and bring out those feelings and those responses from people so you guys have been very you know uh, supportive and i appreciate everything you, you you've said you know prior to today and, and and all the support and nice things you're saying today because because that's that's all we were, were hoping to do that we could send it out and, and, and some people would like it you know yeah and you, you, but you, you know totally we... got, you totally got it you told you guys totally got where we're coming from Sure. Well, we could say the same thing about you because when Michael and I started this podcast, I, I would have said the exact same thing you just said, you know. Um, but it also makes me wonder too, and this is no disrespect to any of the current or fem- former members of the band, because of the sound of these songs, I almost wonder if it's less of a member thing and more of a feeling thing. Like I wonder if Kiss put out a record that sounded similar to this classic 78, if that would appease some of the people who are so still stuck with the original four and aren't enjoying what's going on now because of it. I wonder if it's more of a feeling. It probably is. It it probably is because, you know, for some reason, something to me, a lot of the stuff on monster, which I actually like some of those songs. Some of it sounds really Mm -hmm. stiff to me. Yes, and some some on Sonic Boom. Now, if you could Frankenstein both of those records, you'd have your Sonic Monster, and it would be a great collection of songs that I like on both. But for some right. reason, some things are just stiff, and they don't take you anywhere. And it's got all the right intentions, and it's got they're going for that tone, or they're going for that sound, or they're going for that for that um, that type of style. But some. You know, I, I, I don't know. I think innately or inherently, I guess, would be the word. You know, Ace has a certain thing. Hearing him and Paul on Fire and Water, you know, for some reason, yes. hearing Ace really yep. play lead guitar on a Paul, with Paul singing lead vocal. I haven't heard that in so long that it was magic. And, you know, for, for me, and it's a cover song, and I... And I, and I, I oh, I love the love song. That. I happen to love that song anyway, you know, before they covered it. But when you have Paul Stanley singing like that, you know, just a really good, solid vocal, knowing what age and time has done to his voice. And then when the lead break comes, it's Ace Frehley. Man, whatever technical things Ace can't do, it's the stuff that he does do with that guy singing. Man, there's not, you can't... That was a sound I missed. I mean, that's not even on Psycho Circus. You know, you know t- right. Tommy, back, back to the question you just asked, though. I almost wonder if... if it actually wouldn't open up an even bigger can of worms because now fans are going to go, all right, so 
why didn't you get Ace Fraley back to sound to play like Ace Fraley? Why did you have Tommy Thayer literally mimicking Ace Fraley now? Now he is literally just playing exactly like Ace. Yeah, um, and I guess and, I didn't contemplate that when I made the statement. I was just thinking more of the feel of the record, more than making than going that far to think. But you're right; that'll just piss more people off. Yeah, right. I mean, you know, I it's like it, why why didn't you get Peter? If you're gonna have if you're gonna have Eric do an exact duplicate of Peter, well, hey, Peter's still around. He should have been brought in. You f you guys for you know, you know they're 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 never gonna be happy. It's impossible yeah, for some folks. Yeah, that's that's clear. And I, you know, and I'll, in full disclosure, I when they when I hear that they're recording, I, I get very interested. You know, I'm like, okay, what are they gonna? And then I end up jumping on the the wave as it starts to roll out. You know, I'm like, okay, well, yeah. I'm kind of excited to hear what they're doing. I haven't seen them live since the Rock the Nation tour, and I enjoyed myself, but I noticed that I wasn't enjoying myself as much as I used to. And you know, I don't begrudge anybody from you know going see you know going to see kiss and and you know you know i don't i think tommy and eric should be in the band i don't have any problem with that i don't you know just that i i don't enjoy the live experience as much as i used to and it's been a long time you know obviously right well you 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 owe it yourself tom to to go see it if you can because i would agree with you and i think the rock the nation tour of the stuff that they did once ace or peter had left was the weakest of what i had seen and I'm telling you, the stuff from last summer with the um, Freedom to Rock is unbelievable. I don't know what it is. And it's, again, we're talking about feeling. It's a feeling. Yeah. And, 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 that, and, that, and, and, I, don't, and I don't doubt that for a minute. And, and I, think it's, I think it's one of those things where, where you know, if they, if they get to, you know, those guys are the band. They've been to, these guys have been together for, uh, you know, Tommy and Eric and Gene and Paul. I mean, it's, it's a long freaking time they're in the band yeah 15 so, years now i think something like that yeah i think so i think little things and 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 i don't mean to go on and on here but i think little things kind of get in the way like what would monster sound like if it would if it was three song you know if they took three songs off of it you know what is it what if it had a personality that would be more um satisfying you know some right. songs don't belong, some songs don't belong together some a collection this collection of songs these two songs don't quite mix with that other batch of songs, but we need 10 yeah. for the thing. And then we need the, the other two for Jap- Japan and Europe. So let's put, you know, and I think Mike, and, and I don't know the song, but I think Michael, you refer to right here, right now as being the, yeah. the best song on monster. That's not on their album. Is that, am I right? Uh, right here, right now, that song, you know, I think was a, was a, was a B side or something. Yeah, like exactly. That. Right you here, know? right now. But what if that was on the record, and then three, two, or two or three other songs weren't on the record? That whole record could have a whole different personality that just turns you on, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, so th- those are the type of things where you, you get into the, 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 the you know, the piece, and the only reason I'm saying this is because I had to do this with these six songs. I had to eliminate certain things, and I had to make sure that well, I really love that song, but we only kind of rang that bell with these other two songs. I don't want to get too too redundant, so we got to leave that out. So sometimes what you leave out is going to serve it more than what you put into it and you know there's there's so many factors involved in in that stuff did did you for for the peter song ever consider doing a ballad uh no no didn't didn't even didn't even enter my brain until you just said it yay that's that's funny 
I didn't. Originally, the song that we I was gonna put on there was a song called "Scratch My Back," which is it's kind of uh, it, it's it's a it's a good rocker, and it was gonna be the Peter type of song. And then uh, came up with this tune, "Mean Business," and it was just a sturdy riff rocker, a tough track. It doesn't sound like Hooligan. It doesn't sound like anything, you know, anything that uh, it's not Baby Driver Two or anything like that. But it had it had a certain uh, attitude about it, and there are certain elements in there. I, I used a little bit of a a hooligan type of dynamic, at, you know, on the last chorus, but um, it served this, it served this set of songs better than the song than Scratch My Back did. So we we, we kept mean business. I, I got know. kind of a, a final question or, or thought for you to think about here. As you recorded these six songs, in order to sort of test the the feel, the vibe, the everything about them. Did you mix in like creating a set list with a bunch of other real Kiss tunes and drop these songs in to see how they flowed together? I I, I didn't I didn't do that. That that's that's interesting. I I didn't do that. What I did was I I I knew that there were certain uh, things I wanted to, I wanted us to touch on regarding Paul's songs and regarding Gene's songs. So I didn't think in terms of. The, the the Kiss catalog or certain albums. I was thinking more in terms of their character and their and in their writing styles and in uh, in in some of the influences from those records that were were you know um, the, the building blocks for for what these songs became. If that makes any sense. Yeah. No. And and here's what I would love to throw out to our listeners for at least one homework question. So if you if you've listened to Classic '78. And you were to pick four to six other Kiss tunes, real Kiss tunes, from, you know, at least from Dress to Kill up to Love Gun, anything in there. What other Kiss tunes would you mix in to make a full album? What Kiss tunes do you think would fit well with these six tunes? You can add Side 4 of Alive 2 also. Oh yeah, yeah. You could you could go from there as well. I mean, but but don't be pulling, you know. Don't say something off of Dynasty if it was redone this way. No, it's got to be the song as it's done, recorded on the album by Kiss. Yeah, production wise, they wouldn't quite match at the same production quality and levels. But you know, you know, would would you sit here and go, oh, making love would fit in with these six tunes, or you know. Great expectations. I don't. I don't know. What would What would it be for you if 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 you were to finish out these six tunes with four to six more real Kiss tunes? What What do you think would fit well together? Homework for this episode. That's pretty good. That's a. That's a. That's a. I'm sitting here trying to think of them right now. That's pretty good. Yeah. There you go. Because to, 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 to me, that, w- that would almost be like the ultimate test of your six tunes if they fit in really well with other Kiss tunes to make uh, a round So six tune. other songs. Yeah. Not seven, not ten, not four. Six. Not from the solo <laughs> albums. Not from Dynasty. Not no demos. Not no demos. Not the live track. A studio recorded song. And not from the first album. 
and not from the second album. I say we go from Dress to Kill to Love Gun and Side 4 only of Alive 2. You know there's going to be at least one guy who will be, you know, is that you? You mean Mark? You know? The, yeah, one, the, the one guy who won't follow the rules, Mark? Yeah, Mark. <laughs> There's yeah, the always one. one guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, cool. This was awesome. This was such a fun. So yes. here, you've got you've to plug away. I mean, we've talked about this plenty, but where do people go to um, purchase Classic 78? You can go to uh, www.classic78, and that's uh, K L A. S-S-I-K, the number seven, the number eight.com. And from there you can uh, purchase, you can hear samples of the of the album, of the songs, and you can purchase it through CD Baby or, or iTunes or, or PayPal. All of those options are right there on, on, the, on the website. And just so, to be clear, um, there are no physical versions available. So you can't buy a CD, it, you can't buy um, vinyl, cassette, anything along those lines. Exactly right. It, it's it's just a, it's strictly a download, um, and uh, you know if that changes or you know based on how things go, if we end up doing any kind of physical copy of something, we'll we'll certainly uh, let people know you know well in advance. But at this point, it's just a download album, and and um, you know uh, check it out, and if you like it, you know you know I think uh, I think you'll you'll enjoy it. You know. Yeah. Tell tell yeah. your tell if you like it, tell your kiss friends. To go check yeah, it out because spread this and share the, it with people. Uh, a Kiss fan is not going to be sorry. This is going to be a special, special treat you were not expecting. It, you know, a six-song Kiss EP that was never released, basically. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. That's awesome, Tom. That's this awesome. was this Thanks was having... this this was so awesome. It was such a fun chat. I, yes. I hope it was entertaining. This oh, was a little bit oh, out, of yeah. my, out of my field. Yeah. Fantastic. Totally you did a great job. I mean, again, I wanted to get into your your mind as to how you did this because I'm still I'm still dumbfounded as to how a bunch of Kiss fans can do this and Kiss can't. I don't know. Maybe yeah. they maybe well, well we said they can. Maybe they don't want to. I mean I can also understand, you know, by doing by doing this, it's sort of their way of saying we're no longer growing and moving forward. But come on. You're you're in the twilight of your career at this point. You're not. It would. It would yeah. It would. It, it it you gotta. You, they they need to go out with a bang. That's all there is to it. You know, I agree. Give it. Give us know. the Kiss album that the Kiss diehards have been waiting for for forty years. Right. And 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 if, if you don't mind, just, you know, just as a Kiss fan observing this, and you know, like I said, I haven't seen the guys in a long time, but I follow all the all the the the, the Kissology type of stuff and the books and, and everything regarding their history and I'm always interested in what's going on when they when they're getting ready to record. They you know it seems to me that I'm even though I'm the minority being the diehard who doesn't you know show up to the party anymore. I think there is a lot of you know even though the majority of the fan base is the the, the general public uh, out there, casual fans or casual concert goers. I do think that they 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 probably did lose a lot of the diehard fan base who aren't who, who aren't going out looking for the records anymore. And if they went out with a big album with Bob Ezrin or, or a, a producer who really could hone in on their strengths, that would be awesome. That would be awesome. I, I agree. I agree. 
I would love nothing more than that final Kiss album to be smack dab in the middle of the 70s. Absolutely. Knock one out of the park for us, guys. All right, Tom. This was this was again awesome. Best of luck. I hope you uh, when when you go gold, send us a gold album. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That'd be nice. I'll, thank you, thank you, Michael. Thank you, Tommy. Uh, say hi to Mark and Lisa Forrest, and, and I appreciate you guys having me on. And uh, uh, you know, I appreciate all your time. You bet. Absolutely. Thanks, Thanks so man. much, Tom. Take care. Take care, guys. Bye bye. Bye. Take three sides of the coin with you anywhere. Download your five-star rated free smartphone app today and listen on your Android or Apple smartphone. Visit android.threesidesofthecoin.com or ios.threesidesofthecoin.com. Tom was such an awesome conversation, you know. Totally. A normal, nice, normal person. Yeah. You know, humble, easy to talk to. It, It was great. Great yeah. conversation. Yeah. You know, and it just, it, it it excites me as a KISS fan that there's somebody out there doing that. That, that wanted yeah. to do this, that, you know, listen, not, not ripping on cover bands. Because God knows I get in trouble when I say somebody's a cover band. But it's uh, some people take it more offensively than yeah. others. But. but it was just—it's just cool to see a band that did some original music, but I, you can—you can immediately feel the the love, the respect, the devotion, the influence of Kiss and what they're doing. Yet it's—it's it's original music. I mean, I I will listen to this repeatedly. I'm not going to listen to a cover band do. Kiss songs repeatedly, no matter how deep the set list is of Kiss tunes that they're pulling out. Right. No, I, I can get behind band. that. Uh, yeah, I just I found it to be a really nice surprise in this you know winter of 2017. That that you know what that's the big thing. I was just completely surprised when I listened to this. I think I, you were dead on when you said you just made the assumption, and because I did too. But okay, well, great. It's another you know group of fans or musicians or whomever doing these different things, you know. And it's that's not what it is. It's something completely different. Yeah, it's well worth the five bucks. I mean, please go yeah. spend five bucks. Don't buy a cup of coffee today. Mm-hmm. Buy this EP. We're not making a penny off of this, so I'm just telling you, as a Kiss fan, you will freaking love it. It will make you smile. You'll be happy, and then you'll go, why isn't Kiss doing this? Because that's immediately what happened to me. I listened to it. I loved it. It was like, this is great. Then I'm like, why the hell can't Kiss sound like this? Yeah, then the depression sets in. Then the depression sets in and goes, oh, I'm not going to get a Kiss album that sounds like this. Shit. You know? No, that's exactly what it is. I don't know. I thought it was fun, so if you guys haven't heard it. So we we threw out one homework question already. Put together a a playlist Kiss album with these six six tunes. Any other homework questions we should come up with? Yeah, how much better do we look without Mark here? It seems like the feeds are great. The feeds are really good today. The Kiss Kiss routers are working beautifully today. Because we open them and we use them. (laughs) It, you know, 
It is what it is. We, I'm sorry um, we are missing Lisa today, and I know some of you, that's all you care about, but... I don't know if we need any other homework questions, quite honestly, because I think the one that you brought up is really interesting. Put it together with six other Kiss songs. Make a Kiss I, I like that idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Let's have some fun, and I'm sure there'll be a few people, screw you, it's sacrilegious, whatever, then don't do it. You know. Always somebody. Well, you know there's, it, always, yeah. there's always somebody that says "screw you guys." Brad Volta tool. <laughs> I can't wait to see them that, in Hinkley in July because I'm gonna. That, oh, I'm that, gonna yell that you out. need. You need to. Okay, so when you go in Hinkley, it's a new T-shirt for you. Brand Brad is a tool. tool. Either that or I'm just going to make a big sign that I can hold up. Brand Volt is a tool. That's the new... You know, I'll turn around to the audience ever to be like, yeah, yeah, fucker is. <laughs> that, that's our new meatloaf inside joke. Totally. If I was a tool, what tool would I be? Yes. <laughs> that's your second homework question. Well, and then Jonathan made that the, the vacuum cleaner. That was a good one. Right. And the, the that, screwdriver yep. with the head. Hey, okay. If, if, if we can't laugh at ourselves, who laughs at us? Just the troll. Absolutely. Stuff. You, you got to be able to laugh at yourself, man. You got to have fun with life. I love. We're not going to be insulted or offended. I love myself. He does. All right. You know where to go. Leave your comments, good or bad. Facebook.com says three sides of the coin. Three sides of the coin dot com. YouTube, Spreaker, SoundCloud. We're everywhere. We want to hear from you. Until next week, Mark will be back. I don't know when Lisa's coming back. We'll get her back. Yeah. Three sides, we're out of here. Want to get your official Three Sides of the Coin logo and Shocker tee? Now you can. We ship worldwide. Get yours online at shop.threesidesofthecoin.com. For interviews and media inquiries, contact Izzy at IzzyPresleyProductions.com. Download your free, free copy of the KISS School of Marketing. 11 Lessons I Learned Working with KISS. The number one downloaded business book on Noise Trade. Go to books.noisetrade.com slash Michael Brandvold. You're listening to Three Sides of the Coin. Love the show. Go to iTunes.threesidesofthecoin.com and leave your review and rating of Three Sides of the Coin. Thanks.